Mic check, mic check. All right, we good. Yeah, it's like it's like some of that ghetto gospel yeah. shit. This shit right here, I lost some gospel. I lost my daddy the same week that they lost Nipsey. One of Master's podcasts. Post main, of course. Hold on. Mortar Masters Podcast, your host, main, of course. Got a dope, dope, dope episode for y'all today, man. The Tyrus Tillman episode. Once again, the Tyrus Tillman episode, man. Had a dope, dope, dope time uh, doing this podcast with him. One of the funniest, probably the funniest person I ever had in the podcast. Um, just a, a great soul, man. Genuine guy. Uh, 6'3", big dude. Definitely not soft. Don't don't get it confused <laughs> when you're on the podcast. Um, learned a lot about him. Learned a lot from him. Um, definitely somebody got his stuff together, some somebody you can learn from and I just think the podcast was dope, man. You know, I had my guy Slimming with me. He shot shot the podcast like he do most of them. Um we just had a dope, dope, dope time, man. It was it was a great time. A lot of laughs, a lot of jokes. Um, got to get a lot of a lot of good insight on his life. Um I think that's probably the most important part of when I do podcasts, like just to understand why people are where they are today. You know what I'm saying? When they when they kinda go deep. Uh, he later told me that um, this was probably the most open he ever been in his life. Um, this is my who's 30 plus years old, so I take great, great, great satisfaction in that. Um, I just love when the guests come on the podcast and give honest and raw, in-depth uh, detail about their life and their self and just treat it like, I want to be treated like I'm the breath of the club, like I'm, you know, uh, one of these top, top, top interviewers. And I think that, you know, I definitely got that from him. You know what I'm saying? We had a great, great time. Honestly, I do an hour. I try to do an hour for podcast, man. I, I've been trying to just shave it down to an hour, maybe hour 30. You know what I'm saying? We did two, man. This is a two-hour podcast. This is a two-hour podcast, man. And honestly, it was just, it was needed. We probably could have did two and a half, and it probably still sound just as great. That's how dope this podcast was, man. Real quick. I'm, I'm going to let baby talk for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Even though he's slapping women. I'm going to let him talk for a little bit. I'm going to come right back. I got something I got to say, man. <laughs> I came from shit three us and my mom. She couldn't pay rent. Two jobs all alone. She couldn't quit. We was home alone when we was chick. Like before I was grown, before I was on. I ain't had no shoes. I ain't had no clothes. Let me wear your shoes. Let me fuck your bitch. I ain't had no car. I ain't had no whip. Wonder why nigga cover is here when y'all talk. Because it ain't nobody can tell me shit. I spent 30K on my daughter's birthday. Everybody had fun. Nigga, everybody lit. When a nigga go home, I'll answer my phone. Everybody want to leech. Everybody want to loan. Everybody want to talk. Everybody want to click. I don't want to be friend. Nigga, on my dick, I ain't had time to think, I ain't had time to breathe. I've been praying to the Lord, I've been talking on my knees. I've been thinking about my pops, I've been thinking about my ops, thinking how I can stop me a nigga when he breathes. When a nigga play with me, I ain't looking for my phone, I ain't finna drop away, I ain't looking for my keys. The fuck these niggas know about me? This shit right here sound like some gospel. I lost my daddy the same week that they lost Nipsey. Ain't got hey. no love left in my heart, my shit be empty. I'm really hey man, I, I played this song real quick. I tried to set the move for the podcast. Man, play it real quick while I'm playing. But I set the move for the podcast, man, and. I feel like this this song represents the podcast, man. I think it was gospel, man. He, he told me a lot. Um, very straight up, you know, real straight up. And I I, I want that. I'm going to guess it'd be 100. Um, hold on, let's change rap. And you ran in my place. Shoes too big, but they use hair strands as a lace. And they break. When it's hot outside, you don't want fans in your face. Well, you might want a fan in your face when your man got the heat in the hand in the waist. Gotta keep a cool head. Niggas got PTSD these days. Some folks ain't let to see these days. 
I be in a lab like Dex. Coolin', taking these DD breaks long. The PD way, I can write a book like TDJ. Hey, all right, man. Um, without further ado, man. I'm going to go ahead and get to the episode, man. Uh, shout out to Tyrus Tim once again, man. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. We ain't going to go too long. Um, give me feedback. Make sure you email me at moretttmasters at gmail.com. That's M-O-R-E-T-T-M-A-S-T-E-R-S at gmail.com. Follow More Than The Masters on Facebook. Um, you know, basically just 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 hit me up, man. I want, I want any dope guests you got that you think I can interview that got an interesting story. Send them my way, you know what I'm saying? We screen them, we get it done, man. One of my favorite podcasts, you know. <laughs> I like that. I got you. Come on. Uh-huh. It was over. It was over. It was, it was cut. Cut. I'm out of here. Damn this. I got to go clock in. I got to go. Mic check, mic check. All right, Morning Masters Podcast, your host, Main, of course. I got a special guest with me today. I got Mr. Ty from the Tyrus Tillman Show. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I, it was, I was kind of uh, puzzled on how should I start it, but I should just go straight into asking. Normally, I tell a guest, well, oh, tell about yourself. It's kind of a lazy way to do things. You just right. make them talk real quick and you know, build up on that. But I was like, nah, I got this, this story, and I want to know if you remember it. Now, I remember because I got a good memory, and then it's... It's my first day at a certain school. Now, um, I went to Butler when I moved down here in 05. What's 05? Bulldog Country. Whatever year it was. I'm going to say 05. All right. Okay. And I remember. I don't know if you remember this. Okay. I just remember this because years later when I saw you, it was the freckles, I think, that I remember. You know what I'm saying? And then you was tall. You're not, you're not a small right, dude. Right, right. And you was in the guidance council office or something like that, and you were trying to leave the school. For whatever reason, <laughs> that sounds like every day. But yeah, that, and that's funny because <laughs> it looked like everybody was fed up with you, and like it's like they was fed up, but you also fed up. Cause right. like how I was working was like she would say something, and you would have a smart reply back. I'm like, what she do to him? She seemed very nice. You know right. what I'm saying? I later found out that she smoked black and mild, so she wasn't very that nice. <laughs> so you, but was, you was coming in real green. Like yeah, she's a yeah, nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was a country. I'm like right. you know, down in the south. You know, I, I had, first of all, I'm gonna tell you later, but I had the the worst. The thought process of y'all, I thought right. y'all just wore like <laughs> just jumpers and yeah, right. I thought that was overalls and it was crazy. <laughs> Straw hats. Yeah, I, I bought some food thinking I was gonna be better than y'all, right? <laughs> right. And I seen people that had Jordans. And I was like, oh, think I wore my Jordans first day of school because <laughs> exactly threw the food was away. But um, yeah, and you was like, she was like, well, you have to be uh a certain age, eighteen or something like that. No, I'm sorry, I'm telling you back. She said she needs your mom's signature, and you was like, oh no, I don't need my mom's signature. I'm 18 years old, and you pretty much gave her a rundown of why you didn't need her signature, right? And I was like, yo, this guy's on his game right here, man. What's going on? <laughs> and I don't know what happened because I was called into the office in my schedule in my first day. And I just remember that time. I kept thinking, like, dang, like, why he didn't want to be in school? Like, what, what, what happened? School is a wonderful place, kids. I love school. Not want to be I, here, right? I did love school, for real. Like, I didn't miss no days of high school. I know it wow. sounds wild. I didn't miss no days since sixth grade. But I, to, I remember that day, and I, I don't know why. You know, you, you remember things, and you don't know why, technically speaking. Right. So when... We did kind of have a rapport with them on social media because I still didn't know you personally because you know, I've never like been around each other like that, nothing like that. But I didn't know of you, but I knew I knew of you. I didn't right. know you, but I knew of you. Right, right. And um, it, that story always stuck in my mind. Then one day you was, you was on town. I said, "Yo, that's where I know this guy from. This <laughs> the guy that was tripping on a lady with the black and mouth. This is the guy that had a diplomatic reason to leave school. Yeah, you just wanted to leave. I'm like, what's right. going on? And your attitude was crazy. I was like, yo, I wonder if he's nice. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, like now, you go to be nice. nice again. It's a nice guy. It's Augusta. It's the country. Nah, for real. That was, that was a wild day. I was like, dang, that's crazy. But I remember every day from my first day, and it's right. like, I don't expect 
people to remember that day, but I remember everything yeah, from that I, day. I, I don't, I don't remember that at all. I mean, we had a white tee on. It was just, it was, a, it was a beautiful day too, man. It was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Man. <laughs> Birds chirping and you're bucking. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember. I'm like, just Yo, say that's no, crazy. kid. Stay in school. Yeah, I don't know what it was, man. I, I just remember that day. Uh, but yeah, so this is Tyrus Tillman, man. <laughs> the Tyrus Tillman of the Tyrus Tillman show. Yes. So uh, tell me uh, about yourself, but tell me where the, the Tyrus Tillman come from. So um, I've always been, you know, the same guy that I am today, you know, always funny, always singing, always making people laugh. Um, and so it's funny that, you know, I would introduce myself, you know, to other people as I'm the Tyrus Hillman way before the show and social media and all of that. So for me, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of been who I've always kind of been like this guy, you know, like, um, of course, I've met a couple other ty- Tyruses in my life. None like me ever. None like you. None like me ever. Yeah, I'm the Tyrus Hillman. So what would be the difference between uh, you and another Tyrus? You just funnier or something like that? So, you know, well, I I think so. And I am the only one that has freckles. Like, one is black as hell. So, you know, he's really black. But <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, that's my boy, though, you know. But he, he's black as tar. So, like, um, but no, like, um, you know, I've always been the singing Tyrus, the, you know, the comedy Tyrus. You know, I mean, way back to elementary school. I mean, literally my entire life, like, I've had all of these gifts that, you know, I've, I've just kind of, um, try to embrace like the older I've gotten and kind of turn it into, you know, widespread serving of the masses of, of, <laughs> of all of these gifts and all, of, you know, all that I am. So, you know, I, I never think so high of myself that I'm just I'm, I'm that guy, you know, but um, I think that what separates me is that I'm able to possess all of those gifts and, and present them differently to so many different people in a different way. OK, so. I want to. I'm gonna touch on that, right? But I'm glad you said it that way. So what I first want to do, I want to kind of dog walk like I normally do. I kind of mm-hmm. just walk people into about that person from young to now, right? Right. right. So what's um. What was young Tyrus like? What was what was his childhood like? So I'm originally born and raised here in Augusta, Georgia. My maternal family is from Lincolnton, Georgia. Um, so Say that one time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said what? Say that one time. So my maternal family um, originated from Lincolnton, Georgia. Oh, so okay. Lincoln County, Georgia, Real Wilkes country. County, gotcha. and all up in there. Yeah, up in the stick sticks where we only have chimneys left when we go <laughs> and you know reminisce on our ancestors. <laughs> So um, <laughs> I was uh, born and raised here in Augusta. Um, my mom and dad, and you know, they were they were together up to I was like two years old. So they divorced um, early in my life. So I I didn't you know grow up in a, a two parent home. Um, I had a lot of influences, you know, from my maternal side of the family. You know, all of my great aunts and great uncles um, didn't have a lot of grandparents. I literally only had one grandmother. You know, um, all the others had passed before I was born. So I'm the youngest of four siblings. Um, my sister and I share the same mom and dad. So we okay. grew up in the house together. So it was just literally my mom, my sister and me. Um, I have two older brothers, um, thanks to my dad, because he was a you know Rolling Stone. He, he kind of he picked up and put them down okay, everywhere. So <laughs> so it's four of us total with my dad, shout my mom. Dad, <laughs> shout out to dad, the triple OG, right? <laughs> Too cool for old school. Let him tell it. So um, yeah, so you know, born and raised here um, in the house with my sister, and my mom. You know, my older brothers they were a lot older, so you know they were kind of here and there and everywhere. So not a lot of influences or interactions even with them when I was younger. Um, and uh, aside from that, like, um, you know, I went to uh, Winston Spring Elementary School right here on the south side, Morgan Road Middle School. And then um, around that time, I started, you know, getting real wild in school, you know, terrorizing the school, so middle school. What, what is what, what do you mean terrorizing? So, you know, I was that kid that, you know, I would do my work, get bored. The teacher, you know, is like, all right, everybody who's done, just be quiet and stay in your desk. You never tell me that. First of all, <laughs> it's like I have anxiety. Like as soon as she say, don't move and don't talk. Like I, I start freaking out. Like, oh, my God, what I do? It's like a dog circling the door ready to go out. Like, oh, my God, let me out. Like, what's happening? So, you know, I would get 
get bored. And then the teacher be like, you know, you know, no talking. Okay. And I turn around and I'll make a face of someone. The whole class will erupt in laughter, right? <laughs> so now the teacher's super pissed. And she's like, Tyrus, I'm like, I didn't do anything, you know, which I really didn't. But, you know, made a face. Everybody erupted in laughter. You know, she'll be like, get out. No, I don't want to get out. If I get out, you know what I'm going to do? Get out. No. You know, so it's all that back and forth, you know, couldn't be told what to do. And, you know, I would just get bored. And, you know, they'll be like, go to the front office. I'm running, literally, literally running around the school just like showing did, out. Did they ever uh, diagnose you with ADHD? No. Um, my my mom diagnosed me with um, he needs a shot of Mr. Leather. That was her belt. <laughs> and <laughs> so if there was ever a question of what I had, it was the need to have <laughs> Mr. Leather come That's and meet funny. me. So, yeah. So middle school, I was just buck wild, did a lot of craziness. And so my parents came to the conclusion that I needed to be with my father, um, which was up in Virginia, actually, Gainesville, Virginia. My dad and stepmom, they've, you know, married like in 93. So they had been married for quite a while. Love my stepmom. Um, um, and my mom and dad decided that I needed to go and live with my dad. And of course, I was devastated because um, he and I didn't really have a great relationship. Like, he came home on holidays, and, you know, we would visit, um, you know, spend a couple of hours here and there, go see his siblings, you know, my aunts and uncles, um, and then he would be back out, you know? So... For me, um, not having that real solid relationship with my dad, like I knew he loved me. I knew he provided for us. You know, he was always a provider. Um, Big money. But, you know, well, you know, I mean, they had a great life in, in Virginia, <laughs> he and my stepmom, and, and they still do. Um, and my mom, you know, just kind of to, to kind of take a step back a little bit, you know, she had rheumatoid arthritis. So my mom medically retired when she was 33. She used to work for the state of Georgia out at YDC. So, you know, she was a tough one, you know. Oh, God. Yes. And she was tough. Like, she was she was hardcore, right? Um, and then the arthritis just kind of really took over. She started having hip replacements in, like, her early 30s. So, like, literally 33, she medically retired and mm. was on 100% disability, um, you know, from then on. So she couldn't really discipline me like she probably needed to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I got away with a lot. Dad, on the other hand, definitely a disciplinarian, but he wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Um, because he lived so far away. So when they decided that I needed to be in the house with him, I was like, oh, my God. Like, so I'm, I'm about to die. What was that like? How, how long you lived with him? So I lived with them um, from seventh to ninth grade. So I actually started high school in there. And that's a funny story of how I made it back to Georgia in just a second. But um, so I went up there seventh grade, middle of the seventh, my seventh grade year. So this would have been like 98-ish. Um, and um, I stayed up there through... Um, first semester of ninth grade 2001 so while I was up there actually the experience was great it was exactly what I what I needed and I always tell people when they ask about my successes in life and so forth it was literally me moving to Virginia with my dad that changed my entire life like it showed me a different way of life that I wasn't accustomed to here in Augusta you know I mean we lived pretty much check to check like I mean we didn't struggle to where I was wearing hand-me-down clothes and we didn't have food to eat you know we weren't in the projects we never lived in you know in the projects or you know in the bottom you know yeah. we always literally lived you know uptown suburbs you know and so um but it was just enough to get by you know like we didn't just have you know money to just go in and buy jays like this I, is Virginia you talking no about. this is here okay, before Augusta. going so for me leaving from the atmosphere of having you know just enough just getting you know, by to going up there and I mean the, I, I'll never forget one of the first things that happened when I moved up there because I was literally boohoo crying like me and all my friends here in Woodlake we were literally I'll never forget the day we were outside my daddy was like packing this happened in a day this decision was made in one day like it was you know what pack it all up so you know I'm what 12 years old and I'm like wait what's happening you know I'm going with this in my eyes it was like um it was like on uh what's the movie Tales from the Hood or something where like the, no Tales from the Hood like where the guy was like um abusive to his stepson oh, yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and the boy so to to me that's who my dad was he was 
was like the muscle. I was like drawing him on paper. Like, I'm a cat. You know, I'm balling up the paper. Like, he won't die. You know, so to me, like, he was the worst guy ever, you know. But, of course, later in life, I realized it was all out of love. But, like, you sending me up here with him? Like, you don't even like him. You know, to my mom, I'm like, you don't even like this dude. You know, why are you sending me? You sending your baby boy. Like, I'm a mama's boy, you know? I'm bargain now. Yeah, I'm like, no, don't do this. Don't do this if you love me. I promise I'm going to behave, you know? So, uh, send me to school right now. I apologize to everybody. Dr. Firm, Ms. Gandy, everybody, Morgan Rowe. I love y'all. So, no, this day, literally, pack it all up. And he literally threw it all in his Nissan truck and, like, Tell your friends, bye, son. We got to go. So I was like, <laughs> no. Like, it was like, me and you shall never <laughs> You know, we didn't have Facebook back then. You know, MySpace hadn't even really came out. So I'm like, what are we going to do? We were, we were yeah, trading right. Pokemon cards yesterday, and today I'm saying goodbye. It's so hard. <laughs> so, you know, packed up literally that day, moved to Virginia, Gainesville, Virginia. That never heard of that. I've heard of Richmond. I've heard of St. Petersburg, you know, Gainesville, Virginia. And I soon found out that it was like a brand new town. Like, literally, like. Never heard of it. It was all woods. They, you know, start building houses. So anyway, but I'm talking half a million dollar houses. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So to leave from here, you know, um, and go up there, it changed my life instantly. Because I'll never forget, like, the first week I was there, my stepmom took me to Bank of America and opened up a bank account for me. And and a savings account. And she was like, you know, why you're here? You're going to, you know, get an allowance, you know. Um, what? You're going, you, you know, you're going to earn your keep and, you know, this, that, and the third. And I want you to save your money and, and this, that, and the third. And, you know, to to me, who I always felt that I was advanced, like I was always smart, you know, with technology and, and just all those things. And so, you know, computers and, and stuff like that. Like I was an, I was an intelligent child. You know, I just, I, I wasn't, I don't think challenged enough. And, and then I wasn't um, disciplined also enough here in Augusta. So going up there, it was instantly like, oh, my God, like. Wow, all of my neighbors are white. Um, and the few black neighbors that I did have were white. Um <laughs> so you know, so and in 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 theory, like to me, they were acting white, you know, because at that time they talked like the people that I, I would hear my grandma and my aunt say, Oh, they talking like them white folk. You know, yeah. I didn't know what that meant, you know. So to me, that's what that was. And so to go there and I'm like, when I, I'll never forget, you know, seeing that first black boy riding down the, the, you know, the street on a bicycle. And I was like, oh, I got friends here. Like, he looks like me, you know. And I walked up and I was like, what's up? And he was like looking at me like, Dude. <laughs> first of all, you tall. I'm, you know, I've always been super tall. Like, right. So he looking at me like, you know, who are you? You know. <laughs> I was sounding super country, you know. I I I think I lost my accent sometime around there. Time, you know, I don't have a, a real southern accent, you know. Even now, I don't think. But um, he was looking at me like, you know, no, you don't belong here, you know. <laughs> so I was like, oh no, <laughs> I just failed, you know. So I'm like the monster daddy in the house, you know. This dude out the door, I'm thinking he a brother, you know. Yeah. And he's talking about Pokemon cards. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it was a culture shock. It really was. But when I tell you that those kids up there, um, they didn't allow me to misbehave misbehave in school. They didn't allow me, you know, to be, um, you know, anything like I had been here in Augusta. Like, it just wasn't tolerated. Were you, you still know? funny there? Oh, Joe and, and I was. and But, but you know, I struggled at first because, like, um, you know, the things that I thought was funny, because it had been funny here in Augusta, <laughs> that, you know, Morgan Road, wasn't funny up there. Tough crowd, man. Absolutely. Like, and so it was like, you know, imagine you 12 and, like, your whole life, like, everything about you, like, you keep the crowd laughing. You know, I mean, even the teachers here. And, and it's funny because, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it, but, you know, in recent years, I 
I've even worked with some of my former teachers and administrators and so forth, you know, um, later in life. And like, we always talk about me being 12 and 11 and like being a hellraiser. And, you know, they would talk about how they would just almost lose their job because like they never wanted to like punish me because right. they was like, I love this little boy. You know, he's so funny, you know. So up in Virginia, it was like I would say something like the teacher would be talking and I'd make a sound or something and the kids would be shushing me like, you know, <laughs> shh. And I'm looking around like, <laughs> what? You know, like at Morgan Road, I would have been ready to fight, you know, at Stonewall Jackson Middle School. Oh, it's unacceptable. Boy. You know what I'm saying? This is a top 100 school in the nation. Like what? You know, so the kids wasn't having it. So I had to learn that, you know. Don't try to be someone else to be funny. Just be you because you, you know, what who you are, you know, people enjoy. You know what right, I'm saying? So right. for me, that was kind of like the first time that I, I literally had to snap out of like, don't don't try to perform and be someone else. Like, just be you and be genuine because that that is the tyrants that people like. And so, you know, those were the best years of my life because um, it taught me a lot about who I am and who I wanted to be, you know. And it, and, and it didn't matter. Like, nobody up there knew, you know, my, my record in school. Nobody knew, you know know how I was flipping desk and 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 running from the you know um, board of education cops through the hallways you know just being a terrorist <laughs> you know in school you know no one knew that and so I had an opportunity to recreate who I was you know yeah so, yeah culture shock but yeah so those are my Virginia years what brought me back was September 11th 2001 um, I remember that day for some reason I feel well, like it's, I feel like it's real important in history you feel like it is it's well, still not coming to you just yet? No, okay. I, I, so, I, live, I, I live in New York, so you know so, I know right. it was. So September 11th, 2001, you know, I was in my business class, um, ninth grade year. Um, so we're in first semester, you know, and then these planes started crashing, you know, they all the TVs start turning to this, you know, this tragedy and, you know, all this is happening or whatever. So um, Gainesville, Virginia is about 30 minutes from D.C., 30 minutes from Maryland. So it's right there. You know, uh, my parents um, actually both work for the government. For the federal government. So, um, you know, Pentagon, all this, you know, a lot of their businesses throughout the different agencies. And um, a lot of my classmates had parents that worked, you know, um, not only in the armed forces, but also at the Pentagon and so forth. And so because of all of the, you know, the, the terror that was going around, like so many of my classmates were just like freaking out. You know, everyone was scared. You couldn't make phone calls, you know, um, because so many people, you know, was trying to make calls and stuff. And, you know, they were jamming so many different things. Um that nobody could really reach their 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 parents at work. And so I was just terrified because I knew that my parents were somewhere around, you know, they, they never really talk about <clears throat> exactly what they do at work. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you watch TV and you're like, are my parents yeah. spies? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was just, I was so afraid, you know, and then I was sad because like my classmates were literally like bawling their eyes out and, and all of that. So, um, you know, of course we made it home that day and, you know, I'm talking to my dad and stepmom about what was, you know, going on and what had happened. My mom called and she was like, Eugene, bring my baby home. Government name. Y'all got too y'all got too much going on up there, you know. Uh they got planes crashing, you know, they 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 taking out government officials. And I was like, Yep, yep, send me home, you know. Mama, I want to come home. So she literally was like, No, bring him home. My dad was like, No, you know, it's good. We're all good. You know, he's great, his grades are good and all this. She was like, No, bring him home. So couple of weeks later, I was back in Augusta. And it I think... Day, it took your day to get there, but a couple weeks to get back home. Oh, God. I was so glad. He was fighting, no, but, for, he was fighting for a son, well, though. Well, yeah, you know, it, and, and it was it was like, you know, looking back, like I said, you know, I wish that, you know, he would have won. Mm -hmm. I really do. Um, My life would have... My life is great as I know it, but it would have definitely been a lot greater, in my opinion. 
um, had I stayed there, you know, finished school and all of the resources that I had there. I mean, I was working, you know, my dad, he was part owner in a business and, you know, I was able to kind of work with him as well, you know, like weekends and right, stuff, right. made really good money. So it was like just that taught me a lot about what was possible in life and like what I wanted to have um, in a way that I had never thought about being here in Augusta. I want to touch on that real quick. Um what you what you talking about? Because I'm from a different place too, so mm-hmm. I know down here it's, it's a little slower, right, um, a little right. less res- way less resources if you right, live somewhere else. Right. Um, do you like in, in your opinion, right? Would, I mean, I, would you, you would consider where you were living at up north, so to mm-hmm. speak, right? right? Right. Okay. So, did, did you see like a big difference in the schooling system just in general? Oh, absolutely. Between up there, and then when you came back down, it, it was Butler, eighth grade, seventh well, grade. Well, I instantly was introduced to how different things were up there in the school system when I left here, left the you know the school system here, and went up there because, I mean, for one, the schools are humongous, you know, they're all huge, but the resources that were there, um, the equipment that we had, right, the, right, the computers that we had, I mean, you know, that we had tablets and 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 laptops and and all that kind of stuff that you know we had Windows ninety eight, you know the um. Um, the 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 big fat back computers yeah. you know here <laughs> up there was probably the first time I saw a flat screen monitor you know I was like whoa what is that you know That's I wonder crazy. if I if they got it bolted down you know so I had the Augusta mentality <laughs> so um, <laughs> I was ready to lift it take it home yeah so you know but the resources were completely different but um, the passion you know, was the same, I felt, with, like, the educators. Okay. And I think that that's kind of what a lot of times here locally we forget um, is that, no, we don't always have the funding. We don't always have the funds, you know, and the resources. But I think the passion for most of our teachers, um, I didn't see a major difference there, but definitely in what we had. And the expectations were different. I, can, I agree with you there. I think the passion, I would say that too, mm-hmm. passion is probably the same right. for the most part. I think you might get more passion down here because mm-hmm. of the limited resources. Yeah, and, yeah. so they have to have their the best, passion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but up there, they, and they get paid more, too. Right. so they know they're getting their bread up there a right. little bit, so. regardless. Yeah, so I, I want to touch on that real quick because I'm I'm doing a podcast at some point about the schooling system. Mm-hmm. We talk about how maybe down here then doesn't really prepare you for college, um, like it should maybe. Right. And I was telling people like up north, um, when I was in eighth grade, so you know you got in order to go to ninth grade, you got to mm-hmm. fill out high school applications, almost like college, mm-hmm. and you get accepted to them. Right. You can pick the first four you get accepted to. So if you can accept the one, you're just going to that one. Right. But if you can accept <laughs> no the questions four, asked. Yeah, like, this is where you're going. <laughs> you can pick your top four. Right. And the top, the, the first four schools step you, they stop it. Wow. And you go from there. But it gives mm-hmm. you a sense of filling out application, how mm-hmm. supposed to work. It's just to you. Prepare That's you. Your parents, right. just you and right. only information. Mm-hmm. And um, it just prepare you a little bit, you know. Right. And then you pick a school based on what you want to do. If you want to do business, it's, it's certain high schools just for business. Certain high schools just for arts. Wow. Certain high schools just for engineering. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you go from there. Mm-hmm. Like Down here they have like tech prep, college prep. Right, but right. honestly, to me, it's do you want to take Spanish or not? Right. That's, right. that's, that's right. tech. The, and that's that, that, that's, that's kind of how the electives are down here, right? But let me tell you, the same day I met you, <laughs> I ain't meet you, but the same day, <laughs> the same day Wait, I saw so, you. So now you're making up stuff. Nah, right. I, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I didn't meet the Tyra. Yeah, I just yeah, met Tyra. Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, that same day she was telling me like she's like college of tech. I'm like, what is that? Right. She's like, you want to take Spanish or not? I was like, <laughs> right. Nah. Right. I'm good nah, on that. Yeah, I'm right. Good on Spanish, you know what I'm saying? If I knew she's more black and mild. I give black and mild that part. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm gonna do a podcast on this. I wanted to, I, I wanted to know from your perspective, right? If you thought it was different, but you say you know the the, the and you know a lot of teachers anyway. So the right. passion there is the same, but right. the resources are very different. Right. Okay. Right. That's a good point. I don't think I made that point, so I'm glad I talked to you mm-hmm. first because I'll probably would have bashed the system now. Now I think now I gotta yeah. think to go and look at the resources. I mean, but you also have to things. think about population. 
You know, there's true, true. there's a number of factors when it comes to I think you know looking at the resources and stuff that's available and not available. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely instantly realized that I was you know I was a long way from Kansas, Toto. You know, yeah, so man. I was I was out there and um, but it was the it was the best time of my life. Um, so describe coming back. What, like, what was that like coming back? It was another culture shock. What happened? What was it? Well, because I had been gone, you know, for what two two three years. Um, the things that I used to be interested in, I wasn't interested in anymore. Um, for instance, um, I, I've said a couple of times, uh, like they, they didn't change my man Tyrus. Well, man. they did, but it was for the better. Like looking back, it was for the better. And 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 honestly, like you know, you, you're kind of forcing me right now to even kind of analyze some things as to kind of why some things are the way they are now, and and kind of why I'm treated the way that I am, you know, in certain settings now, and why people view me a certain way. So when I came back, um, for one, I had a bank account and a savings account. You know, my my classmates at 14 didn't have that, mm. you know, ninth grade, at, you know, it, it, they didn't have that. Um, they they weren't thinking about um, saving money. If, if you if your mama gave you fifty dollars, it was because we was going to Regency Mall. You know, we we're going to go get us. You know, we're going to go to Montgomery Ward. You know, we're going to KB Toy Store, you know. Um, but now that I'm back, you know, mama give me $50, I'm hiding it in my mattress, you know, cause she mm. probably would've got me. Um, so, <laughs> you know, rest <laughs> in peace, ma. So, um, but the thing about it is like my perspective changed, um, because I had experienced something completely different than I had ever experienced being home, you know, in Augusta. Right. Um, so when I came back, you know, I was talking a little different. Um, like literally I think. I was, you know, enunciating and pronouncing words and, you know, <laughs> saying words, you know, correctly and using, proper. You, know, re, you know, and I became that little black boy that was riding down my neighborhood in Virginia <laughs> that was talking white, you know. So it's funny because when I came back, like these same people that I went to elementary and middle school, you know, I literally went to elementary, middle and high school with the same people, like literally my That's whole life for the most here. part. Right. Yeah. You know, so because of that, like these same people that I, I was in elementary and middle school with, like, are looking at me a little sideways or like we... You look like Tyrus, you know, <laughs> you still can sing like Tyrus, you know, but, you know, why are you saying water? You know, what happened to water? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? You know, why are you talking? And I'll never forget somebody actually one day asking one of my friend girls who will remain, remain nameless because I'll probably have to block her tonight. Um, blocking spree. Right. Blocking spree. But um, she was like, you know, why you, you know, why are you trying to talk like that? And I was like. I'm not trying to talk like anything, you know, what do you mean? You know, so I had changed, you know, um, and so also um, the way that I dressed was even a lot different. Like, oh, my God, I wish that I wish that somebody would have whispered in your man's ear and was like, hey, chill out a little bit. Like, chill out, like, chill out, cut it out, like pull them shell necklaces from around your neck. Like, stop wearing them Birkenstocks, bro. Like, stop putting them slits in your eyebrows. Like, bro, hey, 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 chill. Like, we know, we know. But like, don't do that. Like, like hey, it's Tyrus. all right. But like, no. Why you have in your eyebrows, man? Come man, on, I mean, man. it was that time. I mean, we're talking about the same guy that. Okay, <laughs> I had dyed my hair platinum one time at, at, you know, in high school. Um, I had, you know. Oh God, I went through a lot of changes. Did you like, like after did you I like, got you back. like Cisco. The singer. So I mean, he was cool. Like the thong song, everybody was thong, the thong, thong, thong. You know, like it was cool. But no, it wasn't because of him. It was it was because it was different. Like I battled for a long time of seeing if I could push, you know, 
trying things further and further each time and see what people's response would be. Like, you know, would I be bashed and, you know, would I be shunned? But I never was. Like, the same people would be like, you know, this Negro crazy, but, like, he are crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, when I was pushing the Birkenstocks with the shell necklaces, like, I mean, not just the shell necklaces, but the bracelet, the anklet, the, I mean, you, I was you're wild. You doing a lot. You like, doing a lot. I mean, well, there was a lot going on, yeah. So, I mean, a lot changed. And then, you know, I wouldn't just wear T-shirts. Like, they had to be collared shirts, you know. This was a, a small period of time. Oh, you sophisticated. I, I snapped out of that real quick. Like, once I was here, like, two months, they was like, nah, like, look, B. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't. You you can't sit at my lunch table no more. Like I, I mean, I appreciate you, you and accept all it at all. Like, um, but don't do that right now, okay? Like, go sit over there. That's you funny. know, go sit with the prayer group. So, um, so I switched it up a little bit and I snapped out of it, um, really quick. I had to, um, and I got, you know, I, I, I think I, I got to who I am today, you know, because of that. But they weren't having it. All right. So, at what point do you think you got accepted back into? Uh, well, it's pretty quick. Like I wasn't shunned and, and going through depression and, and miserable, but um, I, I, I've learned. So my whole life, I have been an adapter, but not a conformer. Like I cannot conform um, just because things are the way they are. You know, I have to do it this way and I'm going to do this. But I adapt, meaning, you know, what's going on? I take in consideration, you know, who I am and what I like and, and what I don't like. And right. then I apply myself to, you know, whatever environment I'm in, you know, based on that, you know, and you have to switch it up a little bit. Maybe you have to pull back or whatever. So that's kind of what I did. Like I realized really quick that you know that tyrus was great for virginia right it, it got me what i needed while i was there but you home now relax a little <laughs> bit you know really back in you know i had to be back around you know my kinfolk you know in the ham hocks and the, and the collard greens you know <laughs> um up there you know when you got restaurants in the cafe at, at high school you know it's, it's different you know down here we had that i mean the spicy, spicy chicken sandwiches was the closest we got to something with fruitopia in the machine you know so um resources man. absolutely absolutely <laughs> absolutely we got to sneak to uh, go to checkers so um i think that it, it was probably a good month it was a good okay. month after being home that i probably slid back into the normal thing norm, normal flow of things so i just want to touch on this real quick like the singing part of mm-hmm. like when, at what point did you uh Realize you can sing and mm-hmm. that you can sing well. Right. So really my whole life, and, and it's so funny because I, I watch <laughs> videos. Time out, time out, time out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought at what point you can sing, but really my whole life. But, but So, but. I mean, you know, let's not get it twisted. Like, I've always seen, I've always sang <laughs> well. Got you. So, but no. So literally my whole life I've been surrounded by singers is where I was going with oh, this, okay, gotcha, sir. Gotcha. So, um when I was growing up, you know, all of my great aunts and great uncles were pastors, like not just ministers, like they pastored their own churches. And so like my whole family um, became like all the kids were the family choir. So when we went from one church to the next. It was like, you know, you know, hey, you three come on up here, you know, and we were we did praise and worship. We did. We were the choir. So it was like the family choir where we went. Right. Um, and so through that, I think I realized, you know, that there was a reason why I was always the one pushed to the front to, you know, lead the song, you know, when I was like not feeling it like that. Like, well, I got to do, you know, I did last Sunday, you know, we got to be in church all day anyway, you know, let somebody else sing, you know, cause my sister can't sing. Sorry. Love you. So, um, she gonna block you. <laughs> she's already gone. So, um, the thing is, is like growing up, like, yes, it was, it was like the norm. Like we all sing, like that's what we have to do. Right. Um, and then I started realizing I was pushed for more, you know, um, because to me, everyone could sing really well, you know, but <laughs> obviously, obviously the elders didn't all feel that way, you know. So <laughs> so I realized early on that, you know, there was a reason that people would always ask me, you know, and so I was like, oh, OK, this might be on to something. Um, and so the older I got, like um, probably middle school is when um, I had the first opportunity to really realize the impact of my voice. 
um, and I had a, a music, a chorus teacher in middle school, um, Evelyn Ellis. Love her. So she was one of those ones that like embraced our gifts and our talents and pushed us to use them, you know, in, in a way that worked for us. Right. Um, and got the, the most out of us. So middle school was probably about the time that I really started like singing, singing. And like people were like loving it and wanting me to, you know. Did you like the attention you got from singing? So, no. No. Why, what? Why not? Well, because like for me, um, I've never done anything for attention. Right. And it's because like. I've never been the one that had to have a stage and an audience. You always had it though. And 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 that's why that's why it wasn't something that I I embraced. Got you. You, got you see you. what I'm saying? It was Makes because sense. like I always had it but I never wanted it in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? And so like I'll never forget like middle school we had an assembly one day with one of my other good friends who, you know, sings beautifully. Um and she and I, you know, we did a duet or something and I didn't really want to like stand in the middle of the stage. Like I was like, why can't we stand over here on the side of the risers? You know, like why we gotta why we gotta do this? You know, of course everybody was excited. Like, oh, Tyrus, Tyrus, and I'm like, I don't want this. Like, I don't. Why are they looking at me? Like, get out of my face. So I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't feel any kind of way about it. But at the same time, like I never just had, I, I never wanted that. It just kind of came with it. And so I y'all sang a duet. What song? What song y'all song? We song, um. Grandma's Hands. I never heard of it. I thought I thought that sounded something cool. What was that? What song is that? So Grandma's Hand. It was like it's, it's almost kind of like a. It was like Black History Month or something. It was. I want to say it was like a Black History um, um, assembly. And Grandma's Hands was like one of those like old school songs that was brought from the the slaves oh, and, and, and all this kind of, kind of yeah. But we it was gotcha. modernized with us, you know, whatever. So um, but we sang that and like I mean. To this day, like, I, I think that people still remember that, like, those who I, you know, I'm still friends with, you know, as a, as an adult. Um, looking back, like, me and um, Sherelle, um, they talk about that time we sang at Morgan Road, you know. And so that was, like, the first time that I think teachers, administrators, everybody, like, realized that, I, you know, I had a real, real talent, talent. Because even, like, I'm looking at you, like, talking and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like, so what I'm, what I'm gathering right now, at least just from the just from that part, that portion of life, um, you did what you wanted to do pretty much. You, know what I'm <laughs> you did your work right. though, but right. like I said, curriculum wasn't there, resources, right. whatever. Right. So you, you, once you get done with your work, you <laughs> right. time, time to play. <laughs> Free game. Well, you know, you cause hell, all that stuff, but then mm-hmm. you're so talented at the same time and mm-hmm. you're a likable kid, right. you know what I'm saying, to most of the teachers. Right. So they probably kind of put him in a tough spot. And you it that, did. You're that kid that's got a behavior issue, but right. then you're so talented in so many other areas. Like, right. what, do you, what, do we, what do we do with him? And they were torn. You know, and and I've had those conversations as an adult with some of those teachers from back then um, who remember, you know, everything about how I was, you know. And I think that for them, um, they were torn because I didn't have a horrible household. You know, my household was sturdy. Like, it was solid. My mom was disabled, so she couldn't really, like, beat me down, you know, when she needed to, you know. But at the same time, she didn't work, so she was home, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, but then there was a period of time that she really wasn't, you know. Uh, My mom had a a battle with drug addiction for, you know, a number of years as well. Mm. And so, whereas, you know, the household was still solid, like, we never lacked anything. Like, she had her battles, and and she she fought some demons um, for a period of time. And I think that that, in addition to the rheumatoid arthritis and things like that, allowed for me to kind of you know get away with a lot of stuff that i probably shouldn't have 
Okay. Um, so she, it was a mixture of her being there, but then not being there, like being present, but not being, you know, there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. And so got my you. teachers kind of figured that, you know, okay, he doesn't have a horrible household. You know, I mean, he's clean. You know, he's taken care of, obviously. Um, he knows his work. He's a smart kid. You know, he's super talented. You know, everyone loves him. But he's hard-headed. Like, you know, he just <laughs> he just he wants to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. You know what I'm saying? And if we talk to him about it, it's funny because they would they would I would take them out of character because like I would make sense when I would debate them. Right, you know? Right. And you know, so, so they used to be like, like they would just relent and just be like, you know what? Go in my room. I got some chicken wings in there. Chill out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna come back in there in a little bit. Like I Tyrus, not today. Like I ain't got it. Like just chill. Like they were literally up in the front office. They would be like, "Look, just if you could come up here, like just sit down. Like just, I promise we good. I don't want to do the paperwork today. Like chill out." But was it a, a situation where like maybe they're talking to you that way because maybe they don't treat all other kids the same? Like, they didn't. Like they, they didn't. bad. You going? You just, they did. That's it. Well, there were people people were saying like, "Well, y'all don't say nothing to Tyrus when he do this." They, they absolutely <laughs> would say that. They absolutely would say that. Um, and it's funny because like you know a lot of my you know my male friends you know who would be you know who would be boisterous and all those kind of you know things they would be suspended you know sent to in school suspension and you know like first infraction or as soon as the teacher say no and you say why not you know get out you yeah, know whereas yeah. with me they would be a little you know a little more delicate almost you know wait that kind of made me feel like wait what was was, <laughs> was i slow a little bit you know like, nah, you maybe i should have been on a minute you, you but I was, I was special to them and they've they've kind of said that like i said later in life so yeah i've i've seen that other kids you know would be treated sometimes a little differently um and that happened way more when i moved back like after you know i came back in high school okay and how was high school like what was high school look like for you so high school for me oh goodness so i kind of slid back into a lot of who i was like in middle Not school so for a school um because you know there it goes again i felt that coming back from Virginia, I was more advanced. Right. Um, and I had more exposure to things that I, that most of my peers at that time hadn't been exposed to academically. And so, um, whereas some of the programs and, um, you know, groups and stuff that I was a part of back in Virginia, they weren't available in Augusta. Mm. You know, like we had home economics here. We had cosmetology, you know, we had the electives and things like that, but it was on a whole different level back in Virginia. You know, there was clubs and debate clubs and, and all this kind of stuff, you know, stuff that really interested me that we didn't really have. I say that and here they, they have those programs, but it's on a way smaller scale. It really is. And you don't know that. You don't, you won't know that until you leave and go to those programs somewhere right. else. And to see the difference. Yeah. Right. So, so for me coming back to that, the funniest thing though, is that Miss Ellis, who was my, my miracle at Morgan road, my course teacher, she actually, it was her first year at Butler. Um, so my ninth grade year was her first year in high, in the high school level. Oh, wow. Okay. So she followed, so she followed, you know, most of them there. And so I hadn't seen her since seventh grade. And so to come back and then have her, that was, I, I, that was another part where sometimes I would kind of pull back a little bit from acting too, you know, too wild because I knew it was going to get back to her and she wasn't having it. Like we had a relationship, you know what I'm saying? So that, that was one of those things. And then I was in ROTC, um, you know. And what? My, I didn't know that. Yeah, Hold I was up. in ROTC like two, I can't, two, I just two can't of those years. I can't picture being in there. I just can't. I loved it, and I excelled really fast. You, did you, was that something you were doing in Virginia, or you just nope. had no interest in in Virginia? What made you join ROTC though? I, I, I just I just can't picture you wanting you, to be. You want me to be to honest? Yeah, right. I want you to be honest. Yeah, that'd be so nice. they used to wear like um, you know uniforms on, on Wednesdays. I remember that, and um, I wanted I, I wanted the yeah because so, they was always too little, way too yeah, little. I know. Yeah, I know. So. Um, I wanted to wear the sport utilities like the camouflage <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> I, so I really kind of wanted to like, you know, I wanted that. Like, and my mom would never buy me nothing camouflage. So she was like, no, you know, no, 
And uh, yeah, so I saw they had them because it was, you know, Marine Corps ROTC. So I wanted that. And then, you know, of course, I never got to wear them until like the last <laughs> year. So I was mad. So they had me in the Charlies, you know, in, in the regular slacks. And, and um, you know, I'm a big dude, you yeah, know, so yeah, that didn't yeah. always work out well on Wednesdays, <laughs> you know. So, so I kind of, but I stuck with it. Like it was, a, you know, it was hot waters, you know, and uh, yeah, it didn't quite work out the way I thought, you know, that it was going to be. So that's how I ended up in there. But I loved it, actually. I really did. And you know why I loved it? I always wanted to be that kid that was in control. Like, not even in control, but I wanted to be, like, I was always, I gravitated towards being a leader. Right, right. And um, I can get, I can gather up a following. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that's always been the case. Like, I could, I could get my kindergarten classmates to you know rally against a teacher if i wanted to you know what i'm saying like we taking these snacks and we're not taking no nap and i don't care what she said you know and they were like yeah yeah you know so um so i think me gravitating towards being a leader also played a a, a part you know a, a major part in that as well oh okay it, I, it just like i said it's, it's when i came down here that's the first my first day also mm-hmm. rented the rtc people right. I had some classes in the um, portables mm-hmm. or whatever they called them. No girls had no tight pants on. I ne- nah, nah. I mean, they did, but I was I was lost. <laughs> right. I didn't know where I was going. Yeah, yeah. They used yeah, yeah. yeah. to. Nah, they did. Yeah. They, they look like tights now. You know how tights now make you make it look a little. That's big. exactly what they look like. I you know, like, you know they real tight when the pockets don't you know stick yeah. to the sides of them. You know they be bulging on the side. I, yeah. good, I, I just like that. You yeah, know you know them like Southerners. That. Yeah, right. Down here, crazy. Yeah, it is real, and they take it serious. Nah, they were dead serious. Yeah, real serious. But um, yes, yeah, so I don't know. I just, like I said, I thought ROTC. I was like, why are these people walking around like that? I'm not from <laughs> where I'm from. I never had no military. Right. I ain't know what that was. Right. I haven't seen that movie. I never seen no real soldiers. Well, and that's the thing about being in Augusta too. You know, we have a military base here, and so there's so many families that are you know that, that come from military backgrounds, and so I think that that's probably why the, the the students take ROTC so serious. Like most of their parents are either retired or active duty. Yeah. Now, now people's wilding. They, they <laughs> <laughs> People take that joint seriously. They you know really do. Saying? Like at, at any moment, they feel they be prepared zone. to go to war. Teacher like zone. you know, <laughs> shout out to all the. Most of them are in the army and stuff now too. So like, people took it really seriously. I A lot of those who I was in ROTC with are um are in the military. Why did you go? Why, why, why not? Why not? Why not just take that other jump and go? Why didn't I go to the military? Yeah, get that. Break. Well, they hadn't repealed. Don't ask, don't tell yet. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I, so, I forgot I about that. Damn, I, yo. I don't know. So what happened? I forgot about Slim. You know, you forgot about that. that well, don't yeah, I forgot about that. Yo, <laughs> yo, it's crazy how the so world. So I probably works. would. I probably would have either got put out or like. Nah, you definitely got put out. <laughs> yeah, because I like again. I have that problem with you know going with the norm yeah, and you, you know following out, the rules. So yeah. It would have been see, bad. I see you joking or something like that. Like, oh, no, nah, you got to go. Bro. Yeah, get you out. Gotta, get out. Go. Yeah, go. Yeah, I, forgot, hey. I forgot about that. Like, the world is crazy, Tell me. Buy another pair of pants. Like, you don't have to wear them that tight. Get out. <laughs> like, you know, at the time, I was still wearing shell necklaces. So, you know, that probably would have been like, shave your head. I, I want it blonde. Like, you, probably, you, I, right? you know what? Did you have blonde hair? I did. You might have blonde hair that day. I seen you. I don't know. I that probably could be what it is. I very well likely could, and that's probably why you remember. You know, 15, 16, 17 years later. Yeah, I, I, it's something. I, it's something. I, it was something that made me like, yo, what's wrong with him? A little bit, you know what I'm saying? And then you was mean. Was so like, tell me how you really feel, because now <laughs> we get now we get into the <laughs> no, like what's because at first it was like he seems like a nice dude. Like no, why is he talking to this nah, lady like this? Nah, now I it's you do. I said she seemed like a nice lady. Yeah, you you know, no, but you said but he seems pretty nice. Like you said that. Everybody did. Roll it back. Everybody did. Like everybody had on. So now it's why is he like this? Why is he weird? Like, what's this color hat? What, what's happening? Yeah, you have freckles. I'm like, yo, people with freckles, you nice. Like, everybody knew, everybody in my life, I knew with freckles, they was Yo, nice this is, okay. Yeah, everybody I knew with freckles, right. was nice guy. I'm like, yo, 
what the first freckle guy seen was just tripping. Just yeah, either you have enough, you had too many. I don't know what it was. Then I had slits on my eyebrows, so yeah, it was a lot going on. And you know, when I when I when I colored my hair, I also did my eyebrows. Just saying. Yeah, you were definitely wild. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, I was wild. You know, now think about it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, they only wouldn't take you. They probably said, nah. Nah, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Like, I think that my instructors in ROTC, like, they was like, you know, <laughs> they was like, I mean, we got to get, I mean, <laughs> I mean, students, I mean, they couldn't turn me away. But those turned out to be like some of the best experiences for me. And I think they saw it too, because, you know, even now, like, I see my instructors, you know, from ROTC and like, you know, I, I've never really come across, across people. That don't remember me, right? But um, I've I had a conversation with <laughs> one of, with with one of the instructions, and I always thought that he hated me, but this man really like loved me, like he really did. Like the 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 time that he would take with me, and the conversation that we would have, and then you know since he's seen me, you know later in life and being successful and working and things like that, like he shared with me some things that just like touched me, like wow, like he saw you know in me what I didn't even realize at the time that I had. And so, you know, while I was wilding and, and while everybody used to probably shake their hand like that, that boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, they probably, they probably, you know, I, I know, you know, especially as an adult, you know, and, and you know, I've, I've worked in the public sector, you know, around, you know, some different agencies and stuff. I know that, you know, adults look at some of these kids today and, you know, we have conversations, right? Yeah. So I can only imagine what some of those conversations was, you know, that first day I walked into school with blonde hair, blonde eyebrows, slits in them. Yeah, tall. yeah, real tall. So I mean, you can't miss them, you know. And I used to wear this little, um, this little Nike. Yeah, you know, I remember the little drawstring bags. You add like, them every pull. time. Every time you add a little. I know, well, because I'm remember, you know, I'm reminiscing yeah, now. He like, ain't the, say he dyed his, uh, his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, so the image keeps changing my mind. So, like, so you, there is an album on my Facebook that has those pictures. It's locked. That's what it is. It's not locked. It's on Facebook. It's on Facebook. Yeah. So you look back, like you you'll find them. Yeah, it was blonde. It was bad. My eyebrows was was really blonde. Yep. Did, you, Slits in them. Would you say you Birkenstocks? Like, were you finding yourself though, like in high school that, during that time? No, I felt like I I, I mean you I wanted found. I, was, I just wanted found. to do it. Yeah, I knew I knew how it was. Um, and it's funny because like I said, I never like wanted the attention. It's right. just that I always felt comfortable enough to do whatever I wanted to do when I when I did it. Like I would have a problem with people staring at me. Like I would say to them, you know what. What, you, what are you looking at? What do you want? Like, and I would do that. You know, my mom would hate it. Oh my god, because she was horrible too. So we'd be out, and you know, people would look, and you know, I always, I, I never allowed people to make me feel bad about who I am. Like, even if I'm doing the most, like if I'm if I'm out there, let me be out there because it's my life. It doesn't. It, what I do don't harm you. Then you shouldn't have an issue with it. And I, I would say that. So I've lived life boldly and loudly. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad you said it because. One of the one of the ways I was going to start the podcast was asking you instead of asking you talk about yourself was how are you so comfortable mm-hmm. with yourself? You know right. what I'm saying? And I say that just over the years looking at like it's it's some people you you yeah you can sense that uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. I never sensed it with you like, right. but you always like whatever however you are is how you are. Like, you don't right. sugarcoat Take it. it or leave it. Right. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like and you you the same every time I see you. Even when right. I see you out, you the same. Like, yeah. You just yeah. joyful. Like I don't know. You about to spend a lot of money. You got a lot of stuff in the car sometimes. <laughs> right. You don't, like it's the same. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You don't yeah. be you don't be you don't be mad when I be mm-hmm. seeing you in out. My like, own world. Just that one time. Yeah. But you know, just you never be upset. So <laughs> I was actually like, so how like how are you able to either build that confidence or not even build it, but just have that comfortableness with yourself right like, I'm, I, this is who i am and that, that's it well i think that my family has a lot to do with that um my family raised me to be comfortable with who i am but 
be okay with the consequences, you know, that may come with that. And what I mean by that is like, my mom was big on do whatever you want to do in life, be whoever you want to be, you know, say what you want to say, treat people however you want to treat them, but know that there could be some repercussions because of that. And you have to be okay with that because you've made the decision to be this person, right? I'm going to love you regardless because I'm your mom and I had you. And, you know, there's nothing that you could ever do that would stop me from loving you. But know that, you know, you're going to do some things and I'm going to be disappointed that you did it. But you have to experience that. And and she pushed that on me. And it was almost like a commandment for me. It was do whatever you want in life. Make all the decisions right or wrong you want. But you have to, in your heart, be okay with what you're doing. Because you have to know that someone's not going to like it. Someone's not going to appreciate it. It's going to offend someone. It could offend someone. What you say to people may not be right and it may not be fair. But if you can live with it, great. But if for some reason it makes you, you know, feel guilty about what you're doing, how you're living, what you're saying, then you shouldn't be doing it. And so I live that way. If there is something that I feel comfortable enough for myself doing it, it doesn't matter. I don't need to be validated. Like I'm, I'm comfortable enough to say, you know, hey, this is who I am and and I enjoy doing X, Y and Z. And you can't make me feel bad about who I am. Right. Because like, it's because why? How, how could you like if, if, if you disagree with something I do or the way that I dress or the way that I talk or the way that I live or whatever, what are you going to do? Stop paying my bills? Well, you already don't You gonna stop talking <laughs> to me. Well, obviously, you're, you're not anyway because, you know, you don't yeah. like me. You know, you know what I'm saying? So what do I lose from you being, you know, upset with 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 how I am or or or. or not in agreement with with how I am or how I live my life. So my parents and my family had a lot to do with that because we are a very bold family and loud and boisterous and all those things. Um, But I think that each of us have embraced our own personalities and our individuality. And um, my family never made me feel like anything that I was doing was too much. Like I never had a conversation with anybody in my family that ever said, hey, stop. Like even my uncles, like, (laughs) and I have man. So, and that's the other thing, you know, a lot of people have misconceptions, you know, he was he must was raised by all these women. No, I actually wasn't. I was I was I, I call him my trinity. You know, um, so I have my mom, my grandmother, and my great aunt, which was my grandmother's sister. Like those were the women in my life. Those were the strongest influences because I was so close to the three of them. But then I also have my mother's youngest brother. Um, he's literally my favorite uncle. You know, everyone knows that. I don't have to you know I don't have to feel any kind of way about saying that because he's always the closest. Like he's always nurturing. I had nurturing men in my family on my mom's side, and they were masculine nurturing men you know they were real definition of men but they were also very nurturing um to to, and i say that because um they never you know boys don't cry you know boys don't hug you know um it was never that it was boy come here you know and they hug me and they kiss me you know what i'm saying um and and let me know that you know we need to be out here on this court, boy. You tall, yeah. you know. You need to get this Way ball. And I was tall. saying, I want a microphone. You know, I want a microphone. <laughs> so, I don't want that ball. That's so, funny, bro. So, because uh, I tried that. I tried that. So my dad was really big on me, you know, playing sports. And when I went to Virginia, I wanted to make him happy because I wanted to force this relationship. So quick story. When I went up there, he was like, you need to play football. And I was like, football? What do you mean? What's that? So <laughs> how do you that? I know Super Bowl. Super Bowl? So he was like, you need to play football. You know, you need, you're a linebacker. And I'm like, first of all, I'm anorexic in my head. So I'm not a linebacker. So anyway, long story short, I try out for the middle school football team, right? 
tryouts are the whole week. I'm staying at the school. We running laps. And I'm the last one coming in, right? <laughs> um, they flipping, they flipping tires. You know, I'm out there. I'm like, I can't, I can't. I'm faking asthma attacks. Like I never get one day. I was like over it, like completely. Oh, I faked the Lord. asthma attack, and it was like, get them some water. I was like, no, get me home. Like I kind of want to go. <laughs> like I'm done here. So all week, I'm last. Everything, right? My dad, he's out there cheering all this. And I'm like this dude. So. Friday, they put up the rosters. Everybody, like, looking to see who made the team, whatever. I didn't even go. So I hear – oh, by the way, in Virginia, they call me red because I had – you know, I have naturally red hair yeah, and okay. freckles. So anyway, a ginger. Somebody messed up and almost said something else one day. But anyway, so up there, <laughs> trying out. The roster's on the wall. Everyone's excited. And I hear, red, you made it. And I'm like, who else is red? Like, I ain't never heard them calls. I'm like, it was red. It was, so one of my friend girls, she was like, Ty, oh, my God, Ty, you made it. And I was like, mate, what the – talking about so i go and i look on the list i made the football team so i'm devastated right <laughs> everyone's super excited i know not the first thing of the fundamentals of football like i don't know quarters and all that and i'm like what inning are we in you know I, i'm so <laughs> lost right like i've never been a sports kid like ever right so uh i want to say it was like the week before the first game the very first game we were at practice doing flag football like doing some plays and, and all this kind of stuff I said it right. It's plays, right? Yeah, yeah. See, I'm learning. So anyway, so ninth inning. So, right, right. Ninth inning. I, I finally got a play. <laughs> so um, we're out there and we're doing this or whatever. And um, somebody came to get my flag, whatever. Put my hand up, <laughs> broke my wrist. Best thing that ever happened. <laughs> oh my god! Like it was the worst pain ever in my life. The first time I ever broke any bone, and the only time to date um, that I've ever broken a bone. It saved my life. God was so good That's to me. Funny. It was broke my wrist. So anyway. Daddy rushed out there. You know, took me to, I had a cask, and I was off the team. He took my cleats back. He took the football that he bought me. He took everything back to Walmart that day. He was so mad. Like, he knew. He knew, he knew you wouldn't play no more. Yeah, I, th- I think what well, he knew, he was like, how, how you put your damn wrist up, son? It's flag football. Who breaks a bone in flag football? I do. And thank God. <laughs> you know, so. That's funny, though. So, anyway. But, yeah. So, my family was just a, my, my maternal family. And, and my dad's side. And I, I keep saying a lot of stuff about my maternal family. But I did have a great relationship with my paternal family as well. They're all still here locally. I absolutely love them. I've had a great relationship with them even when I didn't have a great relationship with my dad. Um, and so, you know, that's that's another conversation for a different day and topic. But um, they've always been great, too. But, like, so my family is a major reason as to why I'm able to be like I am today. Um, because, you know, justifi- justification for anything that we did or, or were doing, um, you know, kind of started um, in the home. Um, I guess while I'm on a topic, um, I didn't want to talk about this topic like that, like that, like that deep. I didn't really care for what happened, but you got any uh, thoughts on the uh, Dwayne Wade and how he is with his son, like right now? So you know, I, I shared a couple of thoughts a couple of weeks ago. Um, from my personal experience, right, I feel that I always knew exactly what I liked, what I didn't like, and and what that meant that I was. Around what age though? You think as far back as I can remember, like I, I remember, I I think that I remember being a toddler and you know finding it you know normal to like kiss a girl or you know and by toddler I mean literally like four you know three and four you know gotcha, cause it was gotcha. a cute thing to do right and 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 I I because I have I have snippets of memory from like preschool you know um, and it's funny sometimes that it comes in waves like I remember certain things. Um, and around kindergarten, yeah, I remember having a girlfriend in kindergarten, 
and you know it's funny um because we lived in the same neighborhood and all of that and to this day we we, we joke and kid about you know she was like you remember you remember you was my boyfriend i was like you remember you was my last girlfriend in my life in kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> like when she wasn't but still it's like you remember you changed though. my life so uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um i remember that i think that i felt that it was natural and it was normal you know what i'm saying to have a crush on a girl you know and do stuff and and it's funny because you know back then it was like if you hit a girl or something you know you like her well, no, I kind of hit her because she was in my way. And, like, she said something to me that I didn't like. And I was like, move it. You know, like, that's why I hit her. You know, I don't like her. You know, so anyway, so I, I, I know as early as then that it seemed normal, right? It seemed like the normal, like society said that this is what you do, right? This is who you like. But I know for a fact that by seven, I remember going, yeah, I was out, I was in the Boys and Girls Club, like, over in um, Harrisburg, like, over, you know, in, in the hood, you know. Yeah. My mom was always always big on me having different experiences around the city. God bless her. But anyway, so, <laughs> little did she know. So, he <laughs> sent me to the hood. Little real little redhead with the short sets on. You sent them to the projects, you know. Oh, Thanks, boy. mom. So, um. So I I remember you know seven years old you know being in boys and girls club and you know and there was this this boy you know we were like in the, I guess the same age group or whatever and and you know we had an attraction to each other and I say that and it sounds really weird but I was seven and I know what it was you know and and we had a relationship to where you know it was a, it was a, well a friendship let me say a friendship we had a friendship that you know I mean we would hang out and do stuff and our parents you know <laughs> we had no idea what was what was happening you know <laughs> some shit going on you know so, but uh, so i was 7 and i remember that right so but for me uh, i wasn't confused about it but i just knew that it wasn't something that i don't think i was supposed to do but it felt right right and so i remember as a child like it would it would never be something i would want to talk about like i would never say mm-hmm. i got a boyfriend like for one you know i'm 32 almost 30 i've never ever ever been in a real relationship in my life like ever um, and it's funny because looking back, like I, I never would say that I like, you know, boys or I wanted to be in a, or, or this was my boyfriend or whatever. Like I, I, I still to this day would never see myself. And I like, I don't, I don't believe in, in some of the things that society has, has grown to accept even right. still. And it's my, it's my community so-called, but there's still a lot that I don't agree with. You know what I'm saying? And that personally, I, I just couldn't. Right. That makes sense. So for me, um, I never wanted to label what it was but I knew exactly what it meant that I was right and so by 12 I was completely sure sure you know sure sure <laughs> sure sure whereas you know ain't no turning back like <laughs> that woman touched so you know by then you know it was kind of like I, I, nope this ain't no turning back now you know <laughs> so so for me so it, I can honestly say that in the in the in the way it's you know story and situation um that I'm certain that his child knows, right? And it's it's noble that he is a parent and you know and, and Gabrielle is a is a is a is a spouse and is a partner that, you know, appreciates um the openness that they have and the acceptance that they have and the embracing of, you know, uh her choices, you know. Um it's a little different for me because, you know, of my upbringing, you know, I could have never imagined my parents being that, that accepting. Yeah. Now, because of who they are, I disagree with the public display. Um, I kind of disagree with the public display because I think that there could come a time where, you know, it could cause more harm. 
you know, to the child, you know, being such a public face, right. you know, of, of, of their decisions that I think I, I'm big on privacy. I'm really big, like as open and as transparent as I am, there are still some things that are very near and dear to me that I would never like feel comfortable talking about or displaying in a public setting. And I think a lot of what goes on in your household should be just that, you know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to decisions of, of life like that, you know what I'm saying? Now, my thoughts are that I applaud him for being, you know, accepting and, and warm and embracing his son because uh, and now daughter, um, because so many kids never had that and, and, and it ended tragically for them. Mm-hmm. And so many adults are battling with the the choices that their parents made with not accepting them and their decisions and their sexuality. And it has led to, I think, some adults that are torn and broken and and they don't do well in life because of that you know because of how their you know their parents you know shun them and their communities shun them and all those things you know but we come from you know a I think an upbringing most of us who are in our 30s and so forth now our parents are mostly in their 60s or approaching 60s so you know you have to think about it you know religion and Christianity was way more prevalent in most of our communities as we were growing up than they are now you know what I'm saying which is why I think that ultimately I, I'm a I'm a big advocate of, cho- of of choice in all things. You know, I'm pro choice in every aspect of life. If if that's what you choose and that's what you want, you know, and and if you're comfortable enough and 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 okay with with you know the scrutiny that may come with it, as long as it makes you happy, hey, do it. And it's not my place to say that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. I feel that if if that if that's how you feel that your life should be lived, then live it. More power to you. Um, I do wish that they would afford more privacy because it, this is a child we're talking about. Yeah, I had that same sentiments. I thought like that's a child. I, I don't know yeah. if a child is saying, "Hey, dad, go go make a public." Yeah, go live. Yeah, go. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna say it one more time. Right, pull, pull your phone out. Right, I, I don't know if that's what's going on. Right, that's my only issue. I don't mm-hmm. have an issue with nobody's parenting. I'm right. like, you could doubt me. Right, I, 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 I'll 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 be his son for a little mm-hmm. while. I'm, I right. got good money. <laughs> that part, I'm good right. with that. You know, I don't have yeah. a problem with yeah. the way. You know, right. he's a good player. So I don't, I don't know. Um. Mm-hmm. I didn't really but you have to also think about the dynamics here. I mean, the, in their status, you know, his celebrity status yeah, and so forth. Yeah. And there are some things that, you know, I think that once you get to a certain place in life, you don't really care what so, a, a lot of people, you know, you don't have the. In other words, I don't think that he has the same influences that some of our parents right, have had right, right, right. in the decisions and in the way they chose to raise us. Like. He's Dwayne Wade. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> at the right. same time, given his status, anything that could happen, you have to also think about it. It could be him controlling the narrative. So my only so the only <clears throat> issue I got with, with, with all that is that I don't know mm-hmm. if that's because they've been in the, the news so much for like frivolous stuff. I don't yeah. know if they're trying to get some kind of mm-hmm. second income or right. just be the face of right. Uh, the LGBTQRS. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, see, if you don't know, I don't know. You know right. what I'm saying? I don't, well, I don't, you know, I just, yes. But, I, like, <laughs> but I don't care what nobody is. I just, yeah. I think that that's the only thing. Like, are they trying to be the face of that? Like, right. Are they pushing their narrative or a movement to mm-hmm. be in the front of that movement? Right. That's my only quote unquote issue. Right. So I don't have an issue with that either, but that's just the only thing I'm thinking about because they, it's so many different um, reasons why they're in the tabloids right now for yeah. issues or right. whatever the case right. may be. And um, that, that that's the only thing that kind of puzzles me a little bit. Well, I but think it's a blessing and a curse too, though. Yeah, you know, it could be either way. Either way, like I said, I know he had, I know Dwayne had a song come out. I'm not really sure what he was doing. He was rapping. That that don't need to happen though. Like I'm, 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 I'm okay with everything, but rapping, that, like, <laughs> rapping, no, that right. That, I don't care who you, you, you can have. Royal, I'm a 50 Cent fan. Yeah, 50 uh-huh. cent. It's a no for me. I'm Period. never listening to no Let other Dwayne Wade song. 
that might have pissed me off yeah. more than anything. <laughs> right. I, I'm beyond. I want. I want I'd rather meet the son. Wow. Know, I want to have the son in the pocket. We have a time. Right. I don't want no Dwayne Ray raps. But ever. he can't rap. No, Ever. at all. Okay, no, gotcha. No, please, no. <laughs> I'd rather sit through a Gabriel Yee movie. But what? Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Nah, she the homie. Oh, nah, I hate every movie she ever. Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm trying to like, PC right like, now. Like really? Too pretty. That so game. not even uh uh uh, Bring it uh on. Bad Boys. Bad Boys too. Oh, it wasn't for count. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't because of her. I like the movie, but yeah. she she definitely helped. I'm she not only gonna had lie. like three scenes. Nah, she was fine in that movie. I ain't gonna lie. It was more than three scenes, she but had the, okay. She had the uh, truck scene with the Haitians. We're driving she had, on the like, expressway. Kissing scenes with Will Smith. That was about it. The hotel scene. Um, nah, she was straight in there. She was, the you know, over. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a couple of. Okay, well, yeah. Not, yeah, not too many. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she had no. She had no. She had no. Right. She had no great movies. Like besides that one, like he made a great. She did good in that um Christmas movie. A couple uh, years last back. holiday. I don't know the name of it, bro. With the with the chick that died of cancer and wait, was she in it? Nah, you see that was that's what, different. What, what was it? Movies, so. No, I'm the, about with Morris Chestnut and right, wasn't it? No, nah, nah, she was last she, holiday. What she was she it? She wasn't in it. That was trash. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Was it? Wait, the holiday? No, not best man. It was the last holiday. I think it was called the last holiday. Yeah, with the chick. I think that's what it was. It was a continuation. She was in it. No, that wasn't best man too. So it was wait. Okay, so I don't even think she was in the movie anymore. Yeah, but she wasn't. The chick that okay, was too so good to be her husband one. was an NFL player. The wife had cancer. That's best man too, bro. No, it was something holiday. Yeah, I didn't, they didn't call it best man oh. too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah, but she's tra- she okay. Not, I'm sorry, she's not trash. She's not that great of an actor. <laughs> <laughs> she's not that great of an actor to me. She's okay, good. she's pretty though. Got, she's well, nice yeah. and chocolate, so you know. So that's but, all that matters. No, I'm just that's the Topic movement. Now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be face right down all these next topics. Okay, I'm trying to be face of the franchise. Right. Nice chocolate, you know what I'm saying? That part, yeah, okay. Push, push my bring narrative. it back, bring you it back, bring it back. <laughs> trying to push my narrative, you know. No, um, last holiday was uh, Queen Latifah. Definitely not that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we I'm gonna say real quick, we all kind of trash right now. We're right. in movie, but that, I mean, we, we I'm a, yeah, I mean, Queen that's Latifah. That's how bad she is. Wow, it was a movie where Common was a basketball player. And oh, you told my something else, man. Had cancer, yeah, so. I don't know. I don't. It was the movie, that was I'm trash not, too, though. That was, that, was, that was some of the worst basketball scenes in my life. It'll, it'll, I'll, I'll get it later. Wow, but she ain't been in that many movies. Though. Okay, so yeah. sure. Bring yeah. it on was pretty good though. Yeah. So, but nothing that really stands out and just like, uh, okay, yeah, you not might me, you might not for me. Okay, well, I am like being Mary Jane. She's such an awesome person. She's what? She's such an awesome person. So, Tyrus, um. Back to you. No, I mean we're cool. Like she's nah. great people. Oh, okay, well she come on the podcast. I don't mind, you know. Okay, you know, you to know I definitely holler. Right. Hey. Got something to say? You don't want to say it? Nah, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. <laughs> I mean, so what is it? Nah, I mean, the vibe been so well. You know what I'm saying? The vibe is dope. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I forgot. Donald said I'd be ruining stuff. Nah, I, 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 I get you a mic. I'm like, yo, my man Slim getting a mic. I don't care what Donald said. Slim getting a mic, man. I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't hear you over there if you got right. a mic. It just sounds mad weird. But um, so. What I want to touch on uh, a little bit too is even your life after high school. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, to me, from what I've known of you, like you've been pretty successful job wise. Mm-hmm. Um, tells me a little about that. Well, did you, you finish high school? You, you so no, I dropped that out. Was, that was kind of wild. Yeah, you so, were smart, uh, and I was, and I dropped out. To be completely honest, because I I wanted to work and I didn't have time. Like, and they wouldn't allow me. Like, I didn't qualify for like early hour or anything like that. So like. 
So you was fed up that day I saw you. That's what it was. I probably was. I had I had enough. And I'm hot. I'm hot. You was fed up. That's what it was. To the end of the road. <laughs> I like that. I got you. Uh-huh. It was over. It was over. It was. It was cut. Cut. I'm out of here. Damn this. I gotta go clock in. I gotta go to work. I'm on my last point. <laughs> my last attendance point for work not school <laughs> so the funniest thing about my first car at 15 years old 300 dollars, 1982 toyota tercel my mother had no idea my father nobody had no idea got one of my friends to um actually get me an insurance policy on us i had insurance all that good stuff right and i would park at big lots so i would park <laughs> next to the school right because i obviously couldn't park at school because you know you had to be a senior with senior parking right. this is 2004 as so i was what junior so um I would park and then, you know, right after lunch, because <laughs> I would, of course, eat my lunch, I would like walk through like child development, you know, sneak through the gate, you know, go over to big lots, pull out go and I would go to work. And I was working at the time and um, I don't know why or how, but they thought that I was 18. And I had like used my ID and everything, you know, because I had an ID and all this. And I, I, I swear, to my right hand guy won't tell, I won't say where I worked, but they thought that I was. And I how was old were you for real? I was seventeen. Yeah, what a time! Well, to be I was alive, sixteen. Though. I was sixteen, so it was like two thousand four. Couldn't happen now. They need everything. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. no, I know what it was. So everyone thought that I was eighteen, right? But I was sixteen. Um, but you know. They they hired sixteen year olds, but like part time or something. So anyway, I was hired, but they allowed me to work like full time because I think that they just assumed I was. I've always been real tall, and you know, you know, whatever. So long story short, I worked right. I was doing telemarketing. I was making really good money, and I was still in school, and I was skipping like you just three said, days a week. One day you just waited, like answer these phones. And I was like, I'm diploma. done with this. Yeah, because I was ripping it. Like I was doing really really good. Like my commission checks was like banging. Like I was doing really really good, and so. <laughs> my Goodbye. classmates are trying to earn a degree so they can get a job so they can make good money so they can go and buy themselves clothes they working at the mall on the weekend they flipping burgers after school at mcdonald's i'm not doing that oh, okay feel, okay I see i'm not doing that here. right so for me it was kind of one of those things like you know y'all y'all working towards something i can go and do this now you know i'm doing it <laughs> i bought my own car you know what i'm saying so <laughs> <laughs> like and by this one, and I had already had it, you know, a year before. Like, yeah, it was funny. Like my, my all my classmates that knew I had a car. Like it was a small. Like so, you didn't hear what I said. It's an '82 Tercel. I'm six three, and I have been since like I was 15 years old or something like that. So I'm in this little bitty car. That's I got wild. Tasmanian Devil seat covers and floor mats. You tricked it out too. That's it funny. was tricked out. You know, back then I think Exhibit was the Exhibit or whatever ride. doing pimp the pimp my ride. So you know, it was like that was. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, you pimped it right. You pimped it. <laughs> He pimped a ride. So it was, you know, that was my life. Like, I was balling. You hear me? That's funny, though. That's funny. I had them house. So anyway, so no. <laughs> so, so no. So, so no, it was a great time, right? So I was working. Ah, pulling my weight. And school was in the way. So, <laughs> like, I ain't have time for that. So um, looking back, though, I don't regret any of it. And it's funny because I've never publicly, like, said, you know, hey, I dropped out of school. Like, I've never been known as yeah, a dropout. No, I see I've your never said comments. that. Yeah, well, <laughs> so there is a homecoming for GED uh, 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 holders as well. But so, no. So I make no mistake. Like, I've never told anybody like, and it's funny because like people say, yeah, because you graduated in 2005. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm class 2005. To everybody. I do all participation with class 2005. Let that be known now. So I participate with them. I know, but they all know, right? Because that was the only, in, that was the first and only time that they made them um, 
graduate outside at the school. Like they did that one uh, school year, and that was that just so I have class of 05. So it really helped. So, 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 so really, I mean, that kind of helped me. I was really a blessing. I'm telling you, things just kind of divinely happened in my life. Especially, man. And so I'm, I mean, I'm a special kid. So it was that day, and I was like, you know, y'all remember I had got sick, and um, I was outside throwing up, you know, and so I didn't get to, you know, walk the stage, but I was there. Y'all remember? <laughs> we were outside. It was like, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so anyway, so yeah, I dropped out, and um, I worked, and so I, I, I like to tell people that that wasn't my first job, like I've worked since I was 14 years old, back in Virginia, I worked on weekends at Wendy's, um, and my dad, you know, business, I also worked, so I had worked, and so I was used to making that kind of, like, making good money, like, so when I came back home, I had to find a way to make that work, right, right, and it took over here, because, you know, like I said, the household was completely different in Virginia, up there, working was a privilege, down here, for me, working was a necessity, what what did your mom say when she found out that you chose working over um, school? Did she find out? Well, she did. Um, but this was also during a period where you know, she was still battling drug addiction, so okay. she was okay. aware. She was, but it benefit her. It benefited her that I was working. She had that bread. Yeah. And <laughs> that bread. And I mean, the following year, I got my license, and hers had been suspended for a long time, and she just had been <laughs> driving and bucking. So you know, it was one of those things where you know I had a car and she didn't. Ah, uh, okay. You know, I had a license and she didn't. So it was kind of like you working, you know. And um, I wasn't asking her for anything, which my mom she spoiled me. I mean, my whole life, but you know, still she spoiled me with what she had, which right. which always made our relationship so so tight. You know what I'm saying? Um, with what she didn't have, she spoiled me. You know, so but I was always a self started and always determined. And so I think that she realized that I needed that for myself because I got my first apartment at 18. So just a year later, mm. you know, two years later, you know what I'm saying? So literally, I turned. 18 like that Friday Monday I signed my first lease and I've never been back home since 18 years old never had a roommate never lived with anybody else never went back to live with parents or anything else always had the bread oh I mean so it's literally but how do you keep that up like how do you keep that folk that that they maintain that so um so from that very first job here in Augusta um once you get a taste of the good life and by good life I mean that when you come from you know having just enough to more than enough once you taste that, you don't ever want to lose that. You know what I'm saying? And you will do anything necessary to maintain that, right? And for me, I like the feeling of not being – well, for one, I hate the feeling of being told no, and that's obviously been the case since I was a child. Like, I don't like no, right? So for me, I feel like if I if I earn it, you can't take it, mm. right? Because you have to justify why I can't have it anymore. And I can I can fight you for it because I earned it, and I have proof that I earned it. And so I put in the work. I did so and so so. So I have documentation to show that I did X, Y, Z. So this is mine. I earned it. You can't take that from me, right? Whereas my 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 friends' parents were saying, get your education because once you have that, you know, once you get that college degree, once you get that's something they can never take away. Yeah, but that ain't earning you a check. Yeah, I mean, it could. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like, in my opinion, like education for me, and this is just me. Like, I, I support education for those who have gotten it. But by 2009, most of my high school classmates were graduating college in 2009. We graduated, so they, we, because I had walked the stage today, <laughs> graduated high school in 2005. So by 2009, most of them had finished their four-year degree around that time, right? Well, while, when they were graduating in 2009, I was making forty dollars and $50,000 a year, you know what I'm saying? And so they're, they're starting in, in, the, in, in, in the working field making twenty five dollars and thirty five, dollars maybe $40,000, right? 
and I've been working, like putting in work. And by this time, I'm a manager, I'm a supervisor, I'm this. I'm the, I've worked for major companies like J.P. Morgan Chase, you know, and Comcast, Fortune 500 companies, you know, before the age of 25, where I was making sixty and seventy thousand mm. dollars without a degree. And at that time, honestly, not even a high school diploma yet, because I got that later. And th- and I really only got that just because I didn't want to be the one to not have it, you know. To gotcha. I didn't want to ever get to a place because nobody ever questioned it. To this day, people, you know, would think that, I guess, and I think they assume that I have like a, a bachelor's degree and a master's and this because when they look at my resume, they, you would think that it would have been required. But even before I went and got my, you know, GED, like I was getting these jobs and, you know, it would say high school diploma or GED and I would just check off GED, you know, <laughs> who's going to, you know, who's going to check it, you know what I'm saying? And so I got those jobs based on my experiences. But being back here in Augusta, you know, speaks volumes, volumes of that because shortly after high school and, you know, started starting to work, I moved out to Houston, Texas. And, um, you know, before that, it was call centers here and there and, and all this kind of stuff. And actually, the you know, where I work now, I had applied when they first opened back then, right before moving to Houston. And some things happened and I didn't end up getting to start. And so I moved to Houston and it was like doors just are opening up immediately when I got there. So all the jobs that I had had here in Augusta before that, um, they didn't compare you know, to the type of money that was ahead of me when I moved out there. Right, right. And so I started working out there, and um, from there it was like the sky was the, I mean, was literally the limit. And every job that I applied for, every time I applied for a promotion, every time I wanted to be a manager, every, I got it, I got it. And I got it within five and six months. Like three to six months is, is has been my experience with, with being promoted to, you know, leadership, management, and all that kind of stuff. So you kind of like, when you go somewhere, you kind of got a... Uh a standard of, of, or expectation of what you're going to do when you get there. Absolutely. Like, got you. Absolutely. Got you. And I make it known. I make no mistake about it. And I feel that I'm the best man for the job everywhere I am. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have applied if I didn't feel that I would be the best man or that I had what it take or what they needed there. And, and it has reigned true every absolute place I've been. I have excelled and exceeded the expectations. So what brought you back to Augusta once mm-hmm. you worked out there in Houston and all that? So I first came back to Augusta in 2012. Um, at the time, my grandmother was sick. Um, she and my mother was now living together, um, at that time, um, in our childhood. Well, you know, whatever. So they were living together and, um, she had been sick. And then I, I was tired of being 11 hours away in Houston, you know what I'm saying? Because I was so afraid that something would happen and I would be too, too far, far, you Got know, you. and, and she was my heart. Like we talked literally every day, even while I was out there. And, and that was another thing that they encouraged me to go because my parents, well, my mother and my grandmother, they always encouraged me to go and experience everything I wanted, wherever it was, you know, I don't care if it was in Africa, go, you know, mm-hmm. just don't bring cooties back. And, you know, and, and they, they were so shady cause they were like, and don't get nobody pregnant out there. And I'm like. <laughs> y- y'all doing this again this year? So we're going to do this at Thanksgiving again this year. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, so we're doing that. So, yeah. So that will be their only thing is, you know, be be successful in life and be able to take care of yourself. And um, and, and you're always welcome home. So come when you want. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for me, I always felt like I had to 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 prove to myself that I could be who this that this this module could work. This model could work anywhere like I could apply right. to me anywhere right. and it'll work and I've proven that to be true so anyway grandma got sick um I think she was playing possum because time I moved back like she was walking around and, and everything like better than my mom was like and I was like what's happening here like you know my mom you know sometimes seemed like she was the older one of the two and my grandma was 83 when she passed you know so anyway um she got sick then she was perfectly fine so um I didn't move back um to Augusta I moved to Atlanta okay. um when I came back from Houston and then, you know, I, I was spending all my vacations and stuff. I'll never forget here in Augusta. Like I would be off from up there or whatever. And I would drive home, you know? And, um, and I was like, you know what? I, I must miss being like, I must need this. I must need to be home. 
and I and I love the feeling of being home. I love everything about it. And so I decided in May of 2012 to move home. And I um, I you know was here just a couple of months, and then suddenly my grandma had an asthma attack and passed. So oh, it was man. like. Man. It was perfect timing. Like it was, it was divine. It was divinely designed for me to be home when I was. Um, and so I was home, and I love being home. And now my mom is living by herself, and you know, um, you know, she's lost her very best friend because she was my mom was the only you know daughter, and and they were very 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 close. And so you know, I started doing more things. I, I you know I would do breakfast with my mom, do lunch and you know dinners, and we would just do random stuff. Um, but then the following year, she took sick suddenly and just died. <laughs> my mom so I lost literally the two of the most influential closest women you know in my life in one year and I was home to experience that and I'm so glad that I was because you know no other reason for me to be home other than right. to just you know obviously for that because life was good in Atlanta and in Houston so anyway um when my mom died I lost it I mean I see you talk about it a lot. So I, I do. I wasn't sure, like, yeah. what the relationship was like, but I know I see you talk about it like a lot, a lot. Is yeah, it like a release for you when you talk about it on like on like a post about it, something like that? Well, I think that for me is those who we keep alive in our heart and in our everyday life never die. And I think that over time I've learned that the more that I'm I find a way to memorialize her, um, she and my grandmother, um, I feel that they're always with me because there's so many ways and, 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 and things that I do that is just like them. I mean, I cook really, really well, you know, just like them. I sing really, really well. My mother was a beautiful singer. Um, you know, so there's so many things that, that I do that's so much like them having her present, like she, you know, her name on my tag and, you know, my, my phone, you know, the pictures and pictures all in the house. You know, I got big old, big old enlarged pictures and, you know, memorial walls, you know, (laughs) all my friends that have an old auntie house cause you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's always neat and it's perfect and, and, and all that, and I don't let their kids come and visit. So anyway, um, so the thing is for me, it's important to, um, honor her that way because, you know, she was literally like, you know, my very, very best friend and it keeps me from being sad because after she died, you know, I had a suicide attempt. So, um, you know, after I lost my grandma, I, I, I kind of felt a responsibility to be stronger for my mom, you know, cause I've, I've always been the, the, the strongest one in the family and it's weird because I'm the youngest one the youngest grandchild the youngest child um but I'm always the one that handled all of their business you know so anything anytime that even to my dad like even when we didn't have a great relationship him my sister would you know she's she's she was closer to him because she's a daddy's girl you know I feel. right right but um when they needed business handled, it was always me you know so I, when my grandma died you know my uncles were devastated my mom was lost and devastated you know and um, they couldn't plan her funeral. Like my uncle, you know, he took care of everything, you know, for, you know, for his making sure all the financial, you know, items were in order. But they couldn't plan. Like they didn't even have a relationship with the pastors that I did, the so, churches yeah. that I did, the, you know, the the choir members and, you know, reaching out to who's going to do the repass, who's going to, you know, prepare the food. I, ha- I've, I have those relationships because I've always been with them. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, you know, it was on me to, you know, write out the obituary and all that kind of stuff, whereas my mom couldn't. So for after her passing, I, I didn't have time to really just grieve and be sad. You know, it was handle business. You know, they they losing it. You, you know say, what I'm saying? So you say you probably uh, had to grieve both of them after your mom. So and that's when it came to time. a head. That's when it came to a head because you know, like I said, grandma died. Like? You know, July of 2012. My mom died um, November 20th, 2013. So a little over a year. But in that whole year, you know, that we after we lost my grandmother, um, I didn't grieve. And so when my mom left, it was like, they're both gone. I have nothing else to do. So I'm also curious, like, how was your life then? I know you was 
you know grieving mm-hmm. but you still working at this time because now you I, from what from what we what we hear from you working since 14 at this point mm-hmm. Yeah. So you working nonstop, making yeah. all this money nonstop. You you maintain a certain lifestyle. Well, so when I was away, I mean, I had a savings account out of this world. Oh, I forgot you was a saver. Tired, yeah, I, I had a savings account out of this world, and so, you know, I I so when I moved back home in 2012, I actually got a job here in Augusta, um, and it was the most money I had ever made in Augusta. I was making about fifty four thousand dollars a year mm. at a at a, a company here in Augusta. I was a business sales administrator. And it it was only I only could get that job after being away for so many years and working so many other places. I had to build up my resume because keep in mind, you know, this time I didn't. I, well, even now, I don't have a college degree. You know, right, so I'm right, competing right. here locally. Most people here, they get in these good jobs and they keep them until they die or, <laughs> or, or, or retire. Yeah, yeah. And they retire at 40 in Augusta. You know, say 40 years they retiring. You know yep. what I'm saying? I'm like, leave. You know, <laughs> they get a position here. and They never want to get out. And, and it, it, it bothers me because it doesn't allow the younger generation an opportunity to see what's possible here. And so that's why I think we have so many people that dog, you know, being here or whatever. It's, well, they really don't have the opportunities. Well, where are you going to get them? You know, they're not building enough places to make enough room. So, you know, if you look at the city of Augusta and how many employees are down there, like some of the department heads, they've been there too long. Nothing against them. I know a lot of them and I love them. I love you all. I'm all for this, you know, one Augusta. I mean, you got to too. In the climate, you get a good job and it pay well. You got you to gotta hang on to it. Because some people, well, everybody not like you and they're not ambitious. Exactly. So they might be in the same boat where they don't have the right. certain criteria. So right. it's like, if I get this, I got to yeah. hold on to it because I ain't getting it I've had else. this job 25 years. There ain't no young whippers never going to come in here. <laughs> and then not to mention, if I don't have this job, where else am I going to go? Yeah. You know, so there, you have to have upward mobility. I've always been blessed to be in places where people needed me. Mm-hmm. And the positions that I've had, like they needed me, you know, they needed me to come in and change the culture. They needed me to come in and change the dynamics of the workplace, you know, and things like that. Um, and, and and I've naturally always been a disruptor, you know. So I, I think that I've been most a, a most valuable asset to all the companies that I've had away from being to Augusta that when I mo- decided to move back home, it was like you worked where? You know how? You know what I'm saying? And then the, the afterthought is, do you have a degree? You know what I'm saying? And yeah, by then yeah. it's like, well, okay, I'll tell you what. We might can't we may we may not be able to start you at 60, but we can start you at 57.3. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> give it here. You know, I'm in Augusta. You know what I'm saying? Word. I can live, you know, uh in Cash County, which of course I never would, you know. But um <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I'm just yeah, saying love Cash County. But um, you know, when I be on my little date naps and stuff, people can't drive out that far and I'm not gonna drive that far because <laughs> they don't have cars. So, you know, <laughs> I, I don't be wanting to go out that far, so you got to stay local. <laughs> Got to say closer. So yeah, anyway, you always mention you being in um, bar and village, but I ain't gonna get into that. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and in, in the bottom. But anyway, you know I'm from the suburbs. So, so um, you know, I just feel that. I have to ask this question because this is my old one. No, like when you post that stuff, do people actually take offense to that? Like, did you, when you say that? Like, I don't know. I'd be wondering because you know bar and village is like you know supposed to be like. This, well, here's uh, the thing. Place. I am known out there. Like, I did hang out there. I used to hang out there. You know, so that's the funniest thing. Like, I've had mad respect. Like, let me just be very, very clear. Like, who people see me, you know, be on Facebook is who I am in real life. And I think that most people know that. And the a lot of times I I turn into, a you know, a, a comedic post, something that's real life. <laughs> so a lot of times um, when I'm making fun of something, 
I'm able to speak from, you know, to it or from it because I've been there. You know what I'm saying? So not all of it. And, and one of my old coworkers used to say, somebody told me to be to pay more attention to what you post because you don't really be, you know, people be laughing, thinking you playing, but you be serious. Well, some of it really do be serious. But, you know, you would never know. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? That's kind of that's the art of, of, of being who I am. But, um, yeah, I used to hang out out there. My cousins grew up out there. You know, so, I, so as, from a child, and you know, and all over the city. So, you know, in the projects or whatever. Like, I always tell people I have respect for the projects and so forth. And, we, of course, you know, you're from New York. So, you know, you don't see projects how we see projects. But anyway, yeah, yeah, but, um, hey, but for me, like, you know, I, my cousins live there. So, you know, my mom made it her business to make sure I spent weekends down there, you know, spending the night, you know, um, right, down see, there see. walking, walking <laughs> across the street to the, you know, to the grocery store, you know, to get 50 packs of hot dogs. Like, <laughs> you know, in the projects, like that was life, you know, with the paper food stamps. Like we didn't have those at home. So I was like, oh, I get to do this. You know, um, they I always felt that they had more programs like in the in the in the um, urban communities than what we had. You know, uptown, we didn't really have community centers that like had after school programs, like the yeah. W. T. Johnson Center downtown. Miss Pat Jones, shout out to Rest in Peace, Pat Jones downtown. Like she meant something in the projects to those kids. Like she 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 did a lot for those kids, and we didn't have those programs uptown, but we didn't really need them. We had parents that you know. So anyway, I say all that to say that um yes, some of those folks be, be real life stories, but I just you know put a little spin on it. So, well, so I keep bomb village. Out you a wild guy. So, Out <laughs> so anyway. All right, so uh, I do I do want to touch on that the uh, comedic side, right? Mm-hmm. Now you got a um page. It's mm-hmm. called uh, the Tyrus the Hillman Show. Tyrus Hillman Show. Yes. Um, when when you made that page and and, and why what, what what sparked that? So officially, like probably 2016, 17. Um, and it was because you know on my regular face, my you know personal Facebook page. Um, I've always kind of posted funny stuff and 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 made posts and and you know had hundreds and you know of shares and and this that and the third. Um, and every time I would you know post a video because of course when I first started with Facebook you know we didn't have live you know yeah, and all this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff right so uh, I would like just record myself singing or doing something and I would you know post it and you know people would just like be overwhelmingly like positive about it to a point where they would be like you know sharing my stuff and telling people you need to hear this you need to watch this you need to do this and so I was like okay you know great that's who I am in real life like stuff that I do in real life you know people say stuff like that so it was kind of fun and cool to have it online right well once this live, you know, who that changed all of our lives or most of our lives, you know, except for the people who had like two viewers and they'd be like, I'm waiting for some more viewers to come and I'm going to tell y'all everything. And I'd be That's like, funny. you know, ain't nobody else coming on. Like, you, you know, like, why are we? And, and I'd be mad because I'd be watching like. Cause they, cause they be, you know, they be, cause I'm, I'm so It'd sick of this. One for five yeah, minutes. yeah, cause I'm tired of this. I'm finna get to the bottom. I'm finna tell y'all everything. Y'all just wait. I'm just waiting for a few more people to join. And I'd be like, no one's gonna join. Like, no one ever joins. Like, why are we waiting? And I'd just be watching it like mad, like. Something gonna happen here. So, um, live came on board, and I never like struggled to get people to watch me. And I would be doing the stupidest of things, like riding down the road at the red light, you know, just yelling out the window, you know. And everybody be like, "Oh my God, you are so funny! You so hilarious!" You know. And I look up, and it's three hundred views, and I'm like, "Why is it that three hundred people find it interesting?" You know, three minutes of me on here, you just yelling out the window, and I'm not even talking to anybody. Like, no one's parked next to me, but I would make it like I was, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like stupid stuff, cause you know, there it is again. You know, I get bored, you know, in my life sometimes. I just do stuff. I have real life fun by myself. Like people don't. Re- That's why I have cameras I inside and outside. My, I probably shouldn't have said that. Dog, I just gave away my secret. No, people not saying it. So anyway, so, <laughs> so <laughs> not in my bedrooms, not in my bedrooms. So um, I 
would just do stupid weird stuff right like that is everyday stuff like my friends have always known me to do and say and stuff you know all these tyrosisms as they say it like i used to act like Medea. i've always kind of in their eyes acted like Medea before Medea gotcha, was a character gotcha, yeah. so when Medea became a character it was funny because people who didn't know me were like you trying to act like Medea and i used to be like first of all like when <laughs> tyler perry was still sleeping in cars i was tyrus right and and it was just those were kind of some of the things you i was had like, that 82 nigga. yeah you know the 1982 toyota to sell shout out to tasmanian devil so um i used to just you know do weird stuff on live and i say weird because to me it's like everyday stuff and it's like nothing that i would find interesting like i don't know that like, a lot of stuff that that people find interesting in me i wouldn't find interesting in other people and I wouldn't find funny in other people. Well, probably, I mean, you are entertaining though at the same time. So even you, when I'm not trying to be, yeah, I was and that's say, the, even yeah. time when it's space, it's still yeah. entertaining because you never yeah. know what's going to come up. Right, I've seen you on right. live with other people, uh-huh. and you don't know what y'all going to say. You know, it's what I'm all saying? Wrong. I've seen you live with Tasha a few times. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying they'll be funny because right? y'all both got a, y'all got a good chemistry together. Yeah. Um, and then the singing, people right. love to hear you sing. Yeah, yeah. Those, those videos get so many views, though. Yeah, singing videos. Thousands and thousands. Well, and, I, and I think about it, I'm like, well, why don't you sing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like a background well, so, singer Well, here's know, the something. thing, and, and I have. So, and here's the and I and the thing is that people ask me all the time, like, what are you most passionate about? Like, all the things you do, what are you most passionate about? And it's being in front of people or talking to people, interacting with people, like encouraging people, inspiring people, making them laugh, you know, um, touching them. So all the things that I do, I'm I'm passionate about because all of it ties into the same thing. Like I don't like singing more than I like being funny. I'm just a funny person who can sing, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I don't, and and it's funny because like, I don't always want to be all of those things at, at, at every encounter with somebody. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and let me tell you, that's why I don't do that. I don't, I don't Mm. be like, I'm not gonna have a comedian and say, "Well, be funny," mm-hmm. unless, right. of course, you just you have to allow out. people to be in their element. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want so to be, be in your natural organic element, and and a lot of people though, and that's been my struggle too. So you talked about um, kind of how live came and and just kind of allowed me a platform. Well, I already had the platform, but it gave me a, another tool, another resource to connect with people, right? And so I started doing that. Um, one day, being for you know at one of my friends' house in Atlanta, because uh, I think that's kind of where I kickstarted my um my print calls and um i was just sitting there and we were bored and i was like you know i'm gonna just randomly call places and i think i might have called like family dollars and <laughs> and it was just weird and stupid and it was in atlanta so you know they, they little hood you know <laughs> everywhere is hood you know the church be hood you know like you you rocking with jesus or not so um so <laughs> period and so um it was funny because i called and i you know said something weird but i was on live i did it while i was on live and it like shut off like literally i'm sitting here watching 1.5 you know thousand viewers and i'm like these are live i probably lose it like (laughs) so but it's funny because i stayed in my element like i i'm not you know i'm a a humble person but like i don't i don't i'm not none of that goes to my head like i am who i am and if i can touch a million people that's awesome and wonderful but if it's one person that is just as awesome and wonderful to so, me. Like, so I'm so one, serious. You got one person watching it live. You're not gonna wait till five people come on to join. Well, to if you ever look at any of my lives, like I don't, I don't just wait around and be like, I'm waiting for more people to. Yeah. I just go right in because guess what? At the end of it, you can watch, watch it. it yeah. yeah. So like, I don't get why people do that. But like, I gotta keep it a buck though. Now I keep it hundred. I gotta be honest now. <laughs> right. 
also when you turn your live on, it's never one. It's never one person watching. It never is. So it never is right. So I, 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 I go on it. I be like, it be like sixty five. Like yeah, I'm watching right. later, man. Yeah, it's, it's too crowded right now. Man. Like, too crowded. I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not gonna be sixty six. Like I don't care what nah, he say. I ain't I, going I, on. I, I, I ain't no groupie. Nah, right. I right. watch the replay where he won't know I'm watching. Yeah, for real. But I, then, I then like but then you come back and and you realize that it, it's been fifteen point five k. I know, viewers, right? and so now you know you it's are okay. you I, are point I, six. I support, you know, appreciate so I, that. I support the Tyra Simmons show. Yeah, it's pre- funny. You speak to me in public. You a fan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, no, it's funny. I, I, be, I be feeling like that now. Like, hey, nah, I'm not speaking I'm, to certain people now. But I, like, like, nah, like you, I stay true yeah. to myself. I yeah. don't care. I'm, it is I'm, what I'm, it is. I'm fine with how I am. Yeah, but uh, and that's how I am on on my lives. Like I, I think that it, because it is organic, because it is raw, and people, you know, sense that they get that. That's that's why they've been so successful. So realizing that that was a hit from literally that first night, and then I called Willie Watkins Funeral Home and asked them for like um, African American discounts and stuff like that at the funeral. <laughs> you know, pre planning two for ones, and sing, and everybody was like weirded out, and it was funny. But you 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 sing. I don't know if it be is it funerals or weddings. You be it be in a church. <laughs> all of I'm them. Sorry, I don't know. What, so what I do them all. Going? So I sing at weddings, bar mitzvahs, divorce hearings, funerals, whatever it is. If it's an envelope, put my name on it. Put me on program. I'm I'm good with that. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. You, you so you do get paid to sing. Do. Ah, absolutely. I knew, that. I knew it. Yeah. You sing very well, but thank yeah, you. I, I knew you get paid to sing. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's so dope. and I have and you know it's funny because there once was a time that I would not charge people. Um and someone Ugh. someone had to put me on. Someone had to say now that's ghetto. Everything what? Not, not charging people to well, sing. Well well, so I'm from the South, right? And I'm from the Bible, you know, the the I'm I'm from a religious family and, and I am I am a Christian. You know, by natural upbringing, um, not always by, pra- by natural upbringing. by natural upbringing, <laughs> not always by practice, right? Um, and and you know because uh, like so anyway, so I think that um, <laughs> for me it was never appropriate to ask someone who just lost their mom who uh, wants okay. you to come gotcha. and sing to uplift their entire family because what your voice has done for them before now it's at a point where they need you they like a family reached out to me because they need me because they lost somebody like i feel i would feel you know that it wouldn't be proper to say okay well yeah god bless the dead but you know if you can give me 50 dollars you know i can i can you know if, if you if you if y'all can you know get maylene to bring me 50 dollars then i go and sing you know his eyes on the sparrow now if oh, you want boy. if you want uh i won't complain too it's gonna be 75 dollars you <laughs> it know depends on the it depends you know so um but someone had to tell me, death is a business for someone else. Mm. You know, the funeral homes, you know, the florist, the cemetery, you know, the the grave diggers, um, you know, the program, you know, creators. No one says because you bereave and we're we not going to charge you to do yeah, 160 yeah. programs. Gotcha. Or we're not going to charge you to go down there and, and, and do J-Rock dreads, you know, retwist his dreads, you know, just because we know y'all don't have insurance. No, you got to pay us, you know. Poor J-Rock. So, I mean, J-Rock, bless, God bless him. Rest in peace, you know. He's a good man. And yeah, yeah, he was, you know. And so, you know, T-shirt sales and, and fish dinners and cash out. Even so, that, though, even in death, like, people make you buy the shirts. You know exactly. So, every, so everybody gets paid, right? So, Someone had someone who I really respect, you know, um, who's no longer here, um, you know, actually spoke that, you know, to me. And and she said, you know, baby, 
you better get your money, get your money. You know, because it's a gift. People are paying for the gift. And yes, you love doing it. And that that's why it's a, your heart is in it, you know, and, and you you're going to do it well. But you got to sometimes take off from work to go and sing at these funerals. Not all funerals are on Saturday. Mm. And people, I don't know why my funeral is going to be on a Sunday. Like I want Sunday best because I want a concert on Saturday before. But anyway. Neither here nor there. So, you know, people, (laughs) people, yeah, Sunday. I want Sunday service because, you know, if not, they're going to come and wear jeans and all that kind of stuff. Strict dress. Because, like, don't do that at funerals. Like, I'm I'm sick of it. Can we get, can we do better? So, anyway, so. Can we cut our eyebrows? I mean, well, we can put slits in them, but, you know, I don't, that's only honor of me because I once did that. So, if you want to do that at my funeral, it's okay. But you got to sit no more than five rows back. (laughs) So, um, because I, you know, it's bad camera. Um, So, anyway. um, It's about you. Yeah, uh, always, you know, full casket, tuxedo. So, anyway, um, I think that her telling me that let me know that, listen, people, if people really value your gift and they really want you, they they don't mind, you know, sowing a seed into, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. Like, I want you to prosper. I want you to do well. Um, if you, you know, do great videography and so forth, and I love your work. I don't want you to do it for me for free. Like, I want to I want to bless your business. I want to, you know, support you. And so she told me, you know, hey, you need to you need to <laughs> collect your money. <laughs> so family or not whoever it is whatever it is you know we can talk about it hit me up and maybe i like that yeah yeah absolutely i mean you might you know, I might cut a little something something um if i'm gonna be there anyway you know it might change things <laughs> a little be bit there anyway, i mean funny. you know my, my you know, i'm just saying <laughs> i mean you know we related so i mean i guess and, i'm gonna and, be there but imagine that they don't ask you nothing but uh, we got a song from tyrus you just in the, you just in the, you just in the so that has happened and i just recently about two weeks ago i had to tell somebody that if it happened because i went somewhere and i was like if they do it i'm i swear i'm leaving like i'm i'm, I'm tired of it because you know I'm I'm a human too, you know. I have emotions, I have feelings, and depending on who you know the decedent may have been, you know, I ain't in the headspace to you know right, to right. be prepared to sing, you know, because I I do, you know, um, you know, I, I feel it when I do, you know what I'm saying. So don't throw me on the spot, you know. You're gonna get something that you weren't looking for, you know, because you never know. <laughs> I am the Tyrus Silver, you know. So don't just throw me on stage now, Six, you know. I'm just saying, you know, be embarrassed, you know. I don't know. So anyway, so yeah started charging and 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 the response was overwhelming like people you know would give me way more than i ask um because you know i, I think that i'm very reasonable you know but at the same time I'm, I'm okay with someone telling me no or they can't afford it like i've had you know some people that die you know and they and they loved ones be like you know hey i want you to sing and blah blah and i'll tell them okay yeah that's gonna be so and so so you know and i can make that happen and they'll be like okay well i'm gonna you know see what auntie them gonna do and oh oh now is <laughs> let me see oh okay yeah so you know rest in peace i'm gonna still go online and you know right oh, on the uh, uh on the bitch yeah yeah, I'm going to go see what Auntie didn't want to do. See, they got it. Oh, so y'all ain't got no money. Okay, well, God bless you. So anyway. Hey, man. Just yeah, saying. So yeah, so then, um, you know, that those first couple of videos, like, really went, like, wild. And so I was like, whoa, okay. So I'm going to make a page where I can actually keep all the content there. And I'm I'm, I'm so lazy and, and lax. Like, there's so much more that I could be doing. And people tell me I'll all the thinking, time. Sometimes I go to that page and I go down, like, why, why, why he just didn't post that video on this page? I know, I know. You know, and so I'm moving to a place where there's so many different opportunities that I'm presented with, like, all the time. And, you know, I'm, I'm very cautious about who I link up with as well because I'm very protective of my image. And I know it don't always seem that way because I'm buck wild, you know. But um, there are certain entities, <laughs> there are certain entities and stuff that I just don't want to align with. Like, I, I don't feel like we would mesh well. Like, there would be no vibe there. You know, I can get along with anybody, but, you know, I feel like when I put my name on a lot of other people, like, because I have put in so much work to build up my platform, that I have to be protective of that. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of stuff I won't get involved with, you know. Um, just because of that, I was even shocked a few times when you mentioned her coming on. I thought you were joking at mm-hmm. first. I'm like, he just playing. Because I mean, to me, I'm looking at your like your following. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, we need to come on my show for I me. Mean, 
I have good that, at the camera yeah. in front of your face. Like I don't. Well, it's twofold. You know, I I have you know I I do watch a lot of you know the videos that you've had, a lot of the podcasts, a lot of shows that you've had. You know, and and I'm one of those um you know silent supporters in a way. Uh, I'm not really silent, but um when I. I feel that the work that someone is doing is notable or whatever. I support that wholeheartedly. And and if there's ever anything that I can do to lend who I am or what I am or or even to you know to um to um to enhance my platform, you know, right. in some way, you know, I feel that it it works both ways where, you know, that exposure any uh, someone taught me also a long time ago, um if anyone ever wants to um invite you to be a part of something and if 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 you are sure that they are good people whatever, you never turn it down. If you can make it happen, like make it happen. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Because there will come a time in life where no one, you know, where you would wish that someone would have extended you an invite. Mm. And and I keep that, you know, so a lot of times, you know, um, there is, is some projects that I want to get involved with. But, you know, because of, the, you know, who it is or whatever, I just like, you know, it would be great. You know, you know, feeling. the exposure would be there and all that kind of stuff. But it's just it's not the direction I'm trying to go. So so I say all that to say that there are a lot of opportunities, um, you know, that I'm trying to um, you know take advantage of this year. A lot of different content and I have to be more consistent. You know, my, my biggest problem, my biggest, you know, issue has been consistency, like consistently, you know, getting the content out there. And I think that that's probably why my views go through the roof. Like every time I just turn on live because they're like, yeah. oh, my God, what is he about to do? It's been so long, you know, whatever. So but I, mean, I would say video wise, maybe it's some incons- inconsistencies mm-hmm. there, but you post. You, you 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 tell jokes every day, right? right. It's always something funny every day, and right? Thinking, and, but like, that's just like on my Facebook up? page, but like not on my. See, for me, I have to keep my notes because if I have something funny, I'll be like, I might forget it. Oh, let me say this. Yeah, I'm say but it like it's this. like every time I come on there, but then <laughs> but then you can people people like him who could post like five back to back. And it's like so you post something, and, and 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 sometimes somebody might be like, I bet he practiced that all night. Hey like man, I, I probably did practice like it. You, all night. I'm you right now, like it's, you couldn't wait for like nine o'clock. Cause okay, everybody I probably see, be I, like I, really strolling, I, scrolling through Facebook around about nine nine thirty. So I'm gonna post this at ten. I'm, nah, it's, I'm, I'm beyond. <laughs> keep it hundred. This is what I do. I post it on Twitter first, right? If they, see, if they see rocking with go? it, if they rocking with, it, I'm like, oh, it's just Facebook. But you right know now. what? You know what? For me, like I started on Facebook. Okay, so. All the way 100. I started on MySpace, right? Oh, you take that. Uh, <laughs> so, but I started on Facebook, and um, while I have all other social media, um, for some reason, like I always gravitate back to to Facebook, like even YouTube, and you know, like based on like YouTube, like there's really dollars out there, like there's money, money, like advertising dollars yeah, you, and so you forth. Making some of that too, like and it's and 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 a lot of times, like you know. People, you know, reach out to me because they want to pay me to, you know, to um, showcase their products and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes I just don't be, you know, I be like, no, I don't. <laughs> you sleeping on it. Like, uh-uh. I mean, I'm like, that's, that's, that's not good. It stank. <laughs> I don't like how that looks. Got some good gifs, ain't it? Yo. Yo. I make a lot of gifs, bro. Yo. Okay, be funny. Yo. Yo, braids too fat. You don't braid good. <laughs> like, I don't want <laughs> Yo, yo, like, I don't want, like, because if I tell everybody to go do it and try it, like, a good bit of people are going to go do it and try it. And so I don't ever want there to be a time where I say, hey, y'all need to, y'all need to hit up Shanice. Like, she fired with the braids. And then you go to her house over in Pine Walk and, you know, <laughs> her, her fingers smell like Newport Smooth Selects 100s in the box. And, <laughs> and her and her and her walk her walk by <laughs> air stain. <laughs> so you know, and you trying to get some goddess braids. Like I mean, I don't want that. It would like nobody would ever like take me serious if I ever say, "Hey, 
Deja doing braids. They be like, nah, because when you sent me over to Shawnee's, <laughs> Shawnee's wasn't fresh. Like, oh, the braids was cute, Tyrus. Like, thank you for that. She was cheap. Like, but, uh, <laughs> like, like, appreciate it. And you know, like, the guys, like, the fellas, like, you know, a lot of the, the guys that support me, they don't do it publicly. And I'm okay with that. I get it. Because, you know, society is, you know, it goes a couple of different ways. The ones who do, like, mad love and respect for all of them. But, you know, some 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 be so nervous. Like, they they just waiting for their girlfriend to say, oh, so you laughing at his post? Like, <laughs> so yeah, you, I, I never thought about it like that. Like, that is funny. Well, because, you know, we in this society, like, we, and I say we because I have too, like, you know, Certain other gay people or trannies and all that kind of stuff. I might go to their page and go to their friends list and I'd be like, let me see who are they friends oh, with. Wow. Or I go and look at a picture and it's like, oh, they got all hearts. Like, who loving this? Oh. Like, and I look and I'd be like, and then they be the first thing guys would be like, I ain't even know. Nah, you ain't know. Yeah, you did know. You gotta hold it down. Yes, you did. <laughs> I ain't even know we was friends. Okay, so you know y'all was friends or that you was reacting to the. I gotta ask these questions. Yeah. So. D- d- all right, I have a few questions because I, I see a camera dying too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, so like, if I, like, say a guy likes another guy mm-hmm. post, right? A guy, another gay guy, mm-hmm. um, a gay, uh, a guy likes a gay guy's post, mm-hmm. like a straight guy likes a gay guy's yeah. post. Uh huh. Why do other gay guys go 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 request that guy? Like I notice that sometimes. Like I, cause I don't care. I Messy. go on Instagram, but then I know if I if I like somebody yeah. post and they might have a picture of them, but they might do a picture. I get like five, and I don't. I, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm not looking right. at it like that at the right. time, but that'd be kind of wild sometimes. Well, I like. I mean, I I say messy, but at the same time, like you have to think historically. I think a lot of the telltale signs were those who associate, like, or grandma, you say birds of a feather flock, flock together. together. So, you. but times have so drastically changed, right? Should That's I not so, like, like, if I got a gay Well, friend, you shouldn't have like to. No, no, absolutely not. So you should never have to, you know, be more careful of how friendly are you are or acceptable, you know, acceptive you are of, you know, your friends or, or being cool with certain people right. based on how other people are, are going to feel and think. And that's just them and that's just, that's their personal issues, right? But I personally believe that um, a lot of that happens because, for instance, I remember back in high school, like, I had some straight guy friends and, like, you know, the gay boys used to be like, oh, he mess around. And I'd be like, why do you think that? Like, just because, you know, because, but, but, but a lot of guys were not, okay with having open friendships with gay guys like i was you know an exception to the rule like you know a lot of the gay guys like they could not you know joke around with one of you know they would join them and jive and you know probably want to fight them and all that you know at the same time i was six three and ready to buck you know so i was like you know and you don't want to get knocked out by a gay guy that, you know, like you I, don't, like that would be that would be so disrespectful. Like, every day though, I don't think that you would ever be able to live that down. So, but no, I don't even think it was that. Like I was just, I've always been cool and respectful. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not, not whistling at, at men folk, you know, looking that's like you know, twirl and carrying on. Some do to do it though. That's funny. some do. I, I you know, what I'm saying, and and so they make it hard for for others to be you know openly friendly with them. You know what I'm saying because they do that. I've never had that problem, but I see it. So yeah, that happens sometimes where you know some some guys because they're not used to that. They're not used to guys being able to have open friendly you know conversations or friendships with them. So when they see them with somebody else, they be, they automatically think, oh, they must be DL. But it's not the majority. It is a minority though that right. feels that way. Right. One more question. All right. This one is for real. This is for real, for real, for real question. Mm-hmm. The other one was just, just to talk. Mm-hmm. All right, this is for real. So, say it's a guy, right, and he's gay or whatever, and I, don't, I just, that's how I feel like. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't have no, I can't speak to somebody and say, hey, mm-hmm. but I don't know, I don't like getting messaged, hey. 
I feel like that's a little. Old. <laughs> no, I, y'all laughing. See, I, I ain't gonna open up. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so it's it's one way. thing to be oh, cool with me, but it's it's something completely different if I wave at you in your inbox. Yeah, it's like yeah, like why, 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 why you why you doing that? No, but what we gonna talk about? Stop being I'm, weird. I just don't like that's what it is. Like, don't make it awkward. Yes, yeah. I added you. Just chill. So you know what I'm saying. So you add them, and then like within 24 hours, like they say, hey, in your yeah, inbox. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do? Well, I said, hey. Oh, you can respond. So you respond. Oh, you say, hey. So yeah. you say, so you, so you say, hey, and then what they say? Because I, for one, I want, I'm, I'm making sure they don't want to come on a podcast. A lot of times, people just add my personal page and ask to come on a podcast. I don't know why I do it that way, but mm-hmm. that's what they do. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. I never did no gay episode like that. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, but I never did them. So I'm like, all right, hey, what's up? Nothing. That's it. We have to talk about. I, I don't know. What, like, <laughs> like, so. <laughs> Okay, so so, so leave, what's leave, happening so here? Leave it. <laughs> right, and then like a week later, hey, or maybe a month. I don't. I can't wave. Now nah, I was just hey, <laughs> or I, was, I think I was live or something. Mm. But they, they said hey in the message. I'm like, what's up? Whoa, <laughs> just chip. All right, look, what's I, happening so here? The yeah, next time, I <laughs> yeah. Said, I said myself the next time the guy said him and say, hey, do, do you want something? Bro? Right, I ain't trying do you to be need funny. something? But yeah, like no disrespect, mean. but like what's up? I'm not homophobic. Like what's happening? Yeah, what's Oh, like, what do you think is happening here? Well, he's clearly gay, uh-huh. for one. He Maybe he likes me. I, okay. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a nice-looking guy, you know? It's cool. Okay, so that's that's called baiting. Yeah, and I okay. don't want to be baited. Well, unfortunately, you know, as long as you're I'm a human. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Jesus so, so, no. So, so here's the thing. Like, in, <laughs> in, in thing. my life, you know, like, from the interactions that I have, you know, so I've, I've never had a relationship with a gay guy. I've never openly been intimate with a gay guy. And I'm going to just say it like that, and I'm going to leave it at that, right? Which means that obviously there's a whole lot more that ain't supposed to be that is. So, so, <laughs> so, so, so like, I'm leaving it at that, which means. <laughs> right. So, well, yeah, because I was going to go. So, anyway, so what I'm saying is you just never know, right? So, I don't know. It could be anybody that, that could be, you know, interested in, in, in having some, you know, whatever. So, I think that. That's not sounding good for me, bro. What happens is. Some, you know, some some gay guys and some, you know, some guys when it comes to women, too, they, they do the exact same thing. It's like they, they test the waters. They kind of see, you know, what's going to be the reaction. You know, let me see if there's an if there's an, an opening here to kind of see who this person is <laughs> or, or what they might be in. Because <laughs> I, too, have gotten hey or what's up in my inbox from, you know, straight men or whatever. And then it turns into be something completely different. And I was baited. So it's like, yeah, you crazy. I saw one of your lives the other night. Why did you have to say that in my inbox? Oh, that's, you know, wild. That's, the, that's the weird part. So then I respond, <laughs> okay, appreciate it. Thanks for watching, you know, whatever. And then it's here, yeah, where you at? Whoa. Bon so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, or Salem Arms. <laughs> Um, Winston Spring chill, Road. No, so um, but anyway, so I'm just saying that I think that, that sometimes that's just a way for them to kind of ease in and kind of be like, you know, let me test the waters and see what this is about. Because if they did that to somebody who just completely wasn't having it, they probably first of all wouldn't have added them. Second of all, wouldn't have responded. Like, why would you be in my inbox? I have nothing to say to you. So you said, hey, I'm probably gonna block you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So some some would do that. So they they feel that maybe, you know. And I don't even want to. I don't want to make you feel like you shouldn't be able to, you know, nah, respond. I, I want to, but, but I'm, I think a lot of times that's usually why anybody, that's happening. I, I, it's just, I'm good. I'm asking mm-hmm. you. I don't. I don't mind. Yeah. It just. I don't. It's not something I think about on a regular basis. But right. I, say, I, got, I got him. There. I'm, I got to yeah. ask him today. Yeah. I, told, I said if I ask any question, it has to be that. So question. they say, hey, you say, hey, and you be like, what's up? And they say nothing, and you just leave it. And, and a week saying, later, they be like, then, hey, and then they wave. And you no, wave back? No, they never wave. Okay. It was, <laughs> it was, just, it was just like, <laughs> just to see what's going I'm on. I'm just trying. <laughs> I, I, I see what's going on. Right. Here. No. No, <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, fully understand. Right. Like, what's up? You know, right. Okay. Like, what's up? Okay. Like, not what's up. Like, W-A-S-S-U-P. 
or like what's up. I'm gonna have to go through the files. I don't know. Ooh, no, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I'll go to the receipts. I'll go to the receipts. Oh, you know, yeah, the, <laughs> the name be there. No, I don't I'm, know. But still, really, like, no. Okay, but yeah, I ain't tripping. But it just was wild. Yeah, yeah it was wild. Yeah, I think. But yeah, I just. <laughs> Amen. Well, you know, everybody's different. You never know what someone's, you know, motive is. And, and nah. unfortunately, in this day and age, you, you just don't know. And, nah, and so you have to give everybody uh, the benefit of the doubt. Baited, man. It's baited. Yeah, you've probably been baited a little bit, you know. Yeah. You're trying Jesus to, Christ. Trying man. to breed. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, not to do that, but, you know, uh, just don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a good. I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. I'm good. No yeah. more haze, what's up? But, um, <laughs> no more haze. <laughs> for real, man. I'm good on that. But I want to. His camera down anyway, so mm-hmm. it, I said an hour, but it just went that it's two hours. I don't know if you know that, but it went that well. See how wow. that's, that's, that's how smooth it went. Well, conversations just yeah, they that's just what we do flow, here, right? You know what that's Good. what we do. Um, but before you stop, you can give everybody your social media. Not that they don't know you, but just go ahead and give it out anyway. So you are of course, Tyrus yes, Tillman. I am the Tyrus Tillman of the Tyrus Tillman Show. That is T H E T Y R U S Tillman T I L L M A N show on facebook and i am tyrus everywhere else that's i a m t y r u s that's at i am tyrus on everything that's instagram that's snapchat that's twitter that's literally everywhere i am tyrus follow me find me hit me up <laughs> and if you want to dm me hey that's cool <laughs> Yo, you oh <laughs> what's up <laughs> just just no. do that you so find like, me in the streets. Oh, and one more thing. If you see me in the streets, it's okay to speak. Like, I'm a human. I'm okay with that. Like, I say all the time on Facebook, like, you know, people feel like they don't want to approach me or say something. I hear you whispering. You like, famous, stop man. that. Like, stop whispering. That's that boy that fell outside his house. Yeah. You know, <laughs> blocked. Yeah, blocked. So I shared that the other day again because it popped up and I was like, yeah, I how did it. I do that? I'm going to take my cameras down. They're going to nah, get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. One Masters Podcast. Your host, man, of course. Uh, make sure you um, like, subscribe, share the episode. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me you like it. Follow us on Facebook, More Than Masters Podcast. And also follow Sit Down With Slims. That's the my, my camera guy right now. Shout out to Slim. Thank you for being on the podcast with me as well. And we out, man. More Than Masters Podcast.